This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019, episode 220. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig, and of course, visit our website. It is infectionpodcast.com. He is fully recovered. He sounds great. And he looks even better. My co-host, oh, my friend, my friend Brian with an eye, Aldridge. Brian, I thought you were wearing a T-shirt originally, and I had to look in. Nope, nope it's a college shirt. I, I'm sorry. I didn't want. Yep. I didn't want to make any rash uh, uh, judgments. I don't think. Here. I don't think I've ever worn a T-shirt on the show. The first episode, you did wear that Nintendo shirt. But I wore a bundle shirt, but that was still collared yeah, in a button. Yeah, I know, but it so was I kind think of, officially. But it's kind of T-shirt. Most the close. Yeah, I do have shirts that aren't button up. But your wrench shirt that's the, is that the only t-shirt you own no i have t-shirts <laughs> but I, I have t-shirts with shirt? no words on them <laughs> interesting i have lots of t-shirts it's just i i sleep in them i don't i don't wear that's them for uh tmi brian yeah all right if you want to find me at boise computer on twitter of course my blog biteoftech.com and make sure you go to our website where we have all of our show notes so for the past now 220 episodes plus a few extra uh, we have show notes for each and every one of those, and you'll be able to go and look at links. Uh, we have, if there's a video that maybe you're listening to the show on your drive or at work, and you want to be able to uh, be, watch the video that maybe we discussed on the live show, you can go to our website, click on the episode that you're thinking of, and all the notes for that whole episode are right there. We have our YouTube channel on there, our Discord, which is where if you want to suggest news throughout the week, that's an excellent place to do that. You can go and uh, join our server, go to the news channel, put links in there. I always reference those before the show when I'm making my show notes. And so it's, it's a great way to, to go in and, and be a part of the show, even if you can't be with us live. So Excellent. That's about it. We have, I, I didn't mention this time our audio. So if you do want to go on there, we do have our, for people that want to listen to the podcast forum, we do have links to that. Uh, and our, as I said, our YouTube channel or Twitch channel, all of that's on the website, really easy to get to. Yes, we've made it as easy as possible for uh, for everybody to to get on and, and check out all of those platforms. Uh, Brian, I do have a I do have an announcement. It's not really an announcement, yes. but I do want to. Uh, so f- for a couple of weeks now, we've been talking about this. If you're a live listener, you may have heard it in our pre or post show. We've talked about this. Is there's so many different games to talk about, um, and and then there's just some general gaming topics. For example, we talked about Google Stadia a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a couple of other companies have got some new streaming services coming out that we're not going to mention by name or we'll get copyright hit on YouTube. A couple of, we've got yeah. a lot of things going on in gaming right now, and we've been struggling to, um, when we sit here and look at our show notes, we've been struggling to figure out what is the important, what, what is important on this list to cover. So over the past week, um, I set up a, or Brian and I set up a feedback form, and we want to hear from you. So if you go to infectionpodcast.com slash feedback, it will take you to a Google form, and when you get to that, uh, it's very simple. We do ask we ask for your email address just so you can't fill out a whole bunch of them. Um, and when you go there, very simple. It's going to ask you uh, again what your email is, and then it's going to ask which of the uh, there's a list of probably fifteen or twenty games on here, and it's going to ask you what are the top four games you would like to hear about 
on the show every week. Not just that, not that we're just going to cover four games, but four games that you specifically would like to hear about. If there's yeah, what's the priority? Week. Exactly, priority list. And then also, how do you con- uh, listen to the podcast via Twitch, YouTube, uh, or via RSS via podcast? And then any other feedback you may have is at the bottom of the form there. Real quick, real simple. It should take you literally a minute to fill out. Um, and if you would do that for us, it would be greatly appreciated. It's infectionpodcast.com forward slash feedback, or just go to our Twitter. Um, it's the I'll, I'll pin it on our Twitter, but it, I tweeted it out today, so the April 2nd. You can go look for that, and um, yep. we'll, leave the, we'll do that for like two weeks. And then um, we've already had a whole bunch of people fill it out, which is great. So fill that out for us, and uh, it will help us better prioritize what the hell we need to talk about and what we need to cram into this two hours every week because it's tough. There's as again, we've yeah, been running out of time and not being able to cover everything. So and, and then the end of the show just sure. becomes this game did this, this game did this, and it's just all condensed and crammed into one little area. So please, if you would fill that out for us, we'd uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. And I think the end result will be a uh, probably a better program. So uh, yep. infectionpodcast.com forward slash feedback. One word. You can go ahead and check that out. Okay. Very good. Um, game of the week, Brian. This has been one that we have uh, we'll be talking about for a while that we wanted to do, and we're going to do Realm Royale for our game of the week. Uh, about a month ago, maybe maybe three weeks ago, they did a big update in which they changed their whole class system with um different uh, each player now each uh well, i want to know what they call them each uh class now has got multiple special abilities that they can choose from and you get to pick which abilities you do or don't want so they've added a lot of character uh, cu- character customization essentially to that game and uh we're going to try that out it's realm royale it's a battle yep. royale game and it is free so you have no excuse uh unless maybe you have an internet cap or you live in Australia like Joe and the internet doesn't work to, um, to, to be there and, uh, hang out with us Friday night, which, uh, we do every Friday, at 8 PM Eastern in our discord, all the links, all the information is on our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Yep. And if you, anybody ever wants to suggest a game of the week, uh, we're open to that. For instance, we've been discussing possibly doing a rust game yes. of the week. We have. So maybe, I mean, if people are up for it, not this week, but next week, because I'd like to kind of hype it and get a decent number of people there to where we can go on a server and actually have a chance. Yeah. Uh, Let's so, play. yeah, if, if people are interested like, and you have a game, they're like, why don't you ever play this game for game of the week? Just suggest it and then we'll put it into the rotation. Absolutely. And uh, if you like to host a game of the week, um, you can do that as well. If you're, if you're an expert in a game that, you know, we, talk about or or whatever on the show and you want to host that for our game of the week all that means is you are kind of the driving force behind getting everybody in one group or one lobby or whatever it may be you can do that as well yep. um just pm us on discord or send us an email contact at infectionpodcast.com um good all right uh brian let's talk about a game that uh we haven't talked about in a very long time but somehow it came up as a topic of conversation over the past week you, I know what happened. You, I made a phone call to you, which is always the cardinal mistake. Brian and I do yes. not talk almost at all off the air because every time we talk, it turns in. We must have, you know, the NSA got like a 45 minute podcast Friday night when we were yeah. on the phone talking and a game came up. I don't know who brought, which one of us brought it up. Uh, Rend, 
which uh, you were super hyped about. I think I, I think I had said, what happened to Ren? Probably. Because like, I had asked, I was like, we never, we never heard back from them. And so I think at that time you were in front of your computer and you're like, well, let me look and see, you know, and you yeah. pulled it up and you're, yeah. And so you, you saw that there was a sale. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is on sale. Great. It's on sale for $10. $9.89. And it's still on sale. Uh, if anybody wants to go check it out on Steam. But we, uh, so we said, hey, let's, let's grab this. So I purchased it. Nick purchased it. A little bit of backstory and, though. We, you yes. saw this game at PAX. They were in the twitch booth at pax west no No, they were they were in a side room so this is the one where we went that's where the interview initially they were so we we ran into them yeah we saw the booth yeah and we said hey could we get we could we get an interview and so they were very gracious uh you know they scheduled an interview that was at a separate time in a separate location where it's quiet and they could uh, take us through and actually open up the unreal editor and show us content from the game that they're working on. And so we did that. We scheduled that interview. Uh, and they seemed, they seemed very hyped about it. Uh, we, were, we thought it was going to be a really cool idea. And we messaged them to be able to possibly get review keys for it and just never heard anything back. Yeah. Originally, they were going to come on the podcast and talk about it. Um, and, I, and in yeah. the show notes, there will be um, the PAX West interview if you'd like to go ahead and watch and, and need a re- little bit of a refresher. So... Uh, fast forward, Friday night rolls around. Brian and I say, okay, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. Let's uh, let's download. Well, actually, that's not true. We saw that they did an update. Uh, and this update had happened, I think, the day we were talking. Uh, yes, it was. The update, this all happened on Friday. Crazy coincidence that this happened to come up. So, uh, but real quick, Rend is a... It's a, it's, it's a survival game. There's no zombies. Um, and I, the goal, it's, more, it's kind of objective based. It, it's, it's kind of like time planet limited, side, but survival yeah, based. It's time limited as far as like, I don't know if it's a month. It, it's a certain period of time for the server, kind of like the extinction servers were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have three factions. I don't know if they want to look at the notes, to see if they change it, but there was three factions that you could be a part of. Maybe it was four now. So I think when we were looking now, three factions, I think. Uh, you could, you you would join one of the factions, and then you as a group. And now there are three different game modes. That's what I'm thinking. There's three different game modes. One of them is faction based time. Uh, they did add a PvP, a pretty much a straight PvP mode, and then they have a PVE mode that you can go run around and kind of progress and build. But the the original intent of, that they were doing was to have this three factions that would all cooperate together as far as each faction by themselves. And then they would try to progress and beat the other factions to, I guess, Valhalla. Yeah, if I remember. Yeah. I mean, this is all I have a memory that I'm remembering this. Uh, and so, that so you would have to play, and and then if you could beat them, that you would carry some sort of a buff over from that season or some sort of a perk that would then carry over into the next, uh, the next season that they started. So. Uh, they, they have a building system, progression system. And so we, we decided, Hey, let's go ahead and jump in and, and play this. Now, do you want to talk about our experience or do you want to talk about some of the updates that they did? Let's talk about our experience first. So, well, no, yeah. let's talk about the updates. Cause the updates kind of the work into the experience. So, uh, they are after what I believe is 
eight short months, they are um, releasing the game. They are coming out of is it beta. Or so alpha? they originally were in alpha and then they went to early access and then they, and now they're out of early access. So uh, um, they actually, have, I put links to the different stages. So yes. they had a page for the alpha, which showed some of the things that they wanted for that. Uh, first of all, control points. So that is as far as the gameplay mode, having control points, the reckoning, which is kind of a, a world event that drops faction-based shields and things like that. Um, they added a taming system to it, which was a big part of the game. They worked on the user interface, did a full character redesign from what we originally saw. Uh, they did a talent and skills rebalance. They did uh, late game biomes. So pretty much because it is a progression based system. So as you went through, you're able to get a, uh, get to these harder biomes with, with higher level enemies and animals and things like that. And then late game crafting as well. So I, I do like that to where they have tiered as far as not everything is available to you day one. There are, that, it gets kind of a two different styles. There are games that are good for that. But then there's other games like Ark where you have that progression system where that's a big part of the game. Uh, and then they added a social system. So that's mostly based on uh, permissions and establishing kind of rule sets based on factions. And so that was the alpha that they did. Uh, and then they went into early access. Uh, and this one was, was focusing on game modes. So they added those various game modes i talked about the three different game modes um they improved some of the combat on there they redid the the crafting uh redid storage on it they added what they call legendary artifacts so that's kind of built into that norse norse mythology that i was talking about uh to make unique weapons and armor that you can use pretty much late game they worked on that siege combat so dynamic siege combat and then they said refined social mechanics. So I we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then they said they optimized the map layout. So kind of creating, making the world so that it better suited that that PvP rival combat that they're looking with with the factions. So that was pretty much that was the two stages, and that's where they came out with this then final patch, the patch nine. Yeah, and um, so there's there's a pretty lengthy what is called Ren development letter launch here, which I'd recommend if you're interested, you can go ahead and read. Um, the the part that we found uh, interesting was the future of Ren, which I think would form a lot of questions here. Uh, for it's, it's a, what is it? Frost? What studio? Frost? Not Frostbite. Frost something studios. Frostkeep. Something like that. They say as an independent studio. Yeah, Frostkeep. Frostkeep. Uh, as an independent studio with 18 developers, we are thrilled that during its first week of early access, Rend held the top five rank on Twitch with more than 800 channels uh, streaming their faction wars through the Rend partner program. Uh, small feat for their team, yada, yada, yada. Um, they talk about uh, crucial feedback from the community, um, but it says ultimately being, being an independent developer with finite resources... Uh, we must weigh the resource costs of continuing development against its commercial potential. Although we will be continuing to support the final version of Run Down the Road, we do not currently have plans for adding new or future content to the game. However, if a study influx of players are buying and playing Rend, 
we will reevaluate uh, opportunities for adding new content or future updates. Um, they consolidated their server list. I think there's like eight or nine servers now. Um, and we, so we go, we went ahead and, uh, and looked at their, uh, here we go. We're going early, uh, early current players coming to you here. Uh, we, we went ahead and looked at their player numbers, um, and they were abysmal over the past month, not including this past weekend when the game was on sale for $10, um, over the past month, uh, the peak concurrent player was 52. And that was yeah. almost a month ago. That was March 3rd. Um, and and so in the past month, the most amount, and this is a faction, this is supposed to be a large scale factions, faction v fat. Think of a planet side game with the factions controlling the map. Something similar to that, a large scale factions versus factions game. And they had 52 people playing it. Um, so yeah. this developer note, when we were go ahead and when we went ahead and read it and then you know correlated that with the current playing numbers wasn't all that shocking um so let's put a pause there brian and now talk about our in-game experience so we jumped in there friday night and um when you first load in they've got a uh, like a tooltip system that will tell yep. you how to do little things, which I thought was cool. You hold it, it gave you the option to get rid of it or keep it if you wanted to. And then right in the spawn area, they had a number of, um, I don't know what you'd call them. They were kind of like art. They were kind of like artifacts. They were like big stones and you walked up to them and pressed E and they gave you information. And there was maybe pretty much a, things for giving. Yeah. I mean, they, they would give you kind of what the world was about and gets you set up. Cause I mean, this thing is based on story. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is based on mythology. And so kind of throwing you in the world and not telling you anything. I mean, like arc would, uh, doesn't really match this type of a game. So, uh, one thing we, I saw in chats, people saying, recommending that you go and read those before you play. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think eight, 10, maybe 12 of those things. There weren't a whole lot of them. But they had those in there, so we read through those, and then it was trying to figure out how to get in a group. And from what we could tell, there was no group invite system. Um, we it was or there was no GUI for the clan. I had to do like C invite. Um, so we did, yeah, we did. We had to go. Like that. There was we were making guesses because I I was. I was like, okay, we'll try this. And we, we were typing commands and there was no place that it actually had anything for grouping. We could not find a menu that would come up, any key that you could press in front of somebody. And so uh, that was one thing that was kind of strange to me since there's such a focus on grouping. It may exist. We just couldn't find it. And the Wait, text we, we were push hitting all kinds of buttons. I you, mean, we could, so we just did it but via command line. Yes. And, and that worked. We got in a clan and the clan system itself actually worked pretty well when people were uh running away you could see a little i think there was a little triangle above their head and then maybe a red outline or something like that um so that that it that part worked well i don't believe we could pvp and i think we were i think we did hit each other in a battle i don't remember taking damage so i i, I don't I, yeah i was using the bow and arrow and i'm sure you, we you had to have been hit, hit, hit if it's possible yeah <laughs> so i don't think that, that we had to worry about hitting each other in that system and it worked out um, 
after that, um, right off the bat, when we were looking at those stones to get more information, Brian said, Nick, you're falling through the earth. You're falling through the, the, through the landscape. And there are these rocks that are, that you can jump on and you like your, you, your player looks like they're standing on top of the rock to everybody else. It looks like they are falling through and colliding with the earth. It's kind of just a constant fall motion that your character's making. And the same thing happened when Brian went up on the rock and I stepped down. Um, And that was just right off the bat was not, was not a, was not a great first impression. The grouping system. Especially being at the starter area. I mean, if if you're going to fix bugs, especially fix them when the first 10 feet of where you start. Because that was just, that was just strange. I've not seen a game have that so consistent. So where there's a bug that, you were able to do it. I was like, oh, let me stand there. And like, no matter what, it did it. And it did it on multiple rocks. Like we, we moved around oh, yeah. to go to the different ones and it was doing it on all those rocks that were turned sideways. So you know, it was just kind of a lackluster starting experience, struggling with the group system. Not that this rock thing was game breaking, but aesthetically, it was just a kind of unexcusable to have an issue like that in your spawn on a game that has been out for, Eight months. It had been a, it, the game uh, first uh, showed up July thirty first of twenty eighteen. So it's not like the game was straight off of the presses. I mean, this game had been out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so so there you go. You've got that. Um, then we started with the uh, gameplay itself. The menu system was actually pretty in depth and detailed, and and actually was quite. I I found it quite pleasing the the, the whole system and the way you unlocked things and crafted things. Um, yep, that whole system it's, was. Good. It was fairly intuitive. I mean, there there wasn't really any moments where I'm like, okay. Now w- the one thing that I would say is they could uh, work the different types together a little bit better because I was struggling to say, all right, well, I need to make this specific item. And there wasn't as much of a flow going, getting, you had to click a category. You actually had to click an item and then it listed items below that. And so you just didn't know. I was like, I'm trying to make a, a, I think it was a bandage at the time. And I couldn't find the bandage button and I was being attacked. And I was just like, I kind of find this. I'm clicking different things and I couldn't get to it in time because it just, there was a little bit of flow there. But as far as the graphics itself, everything looked very nice. Um, but that was the only area in the UI that I was like, yeah, I wish, I wish that was a little easier to go through. Yeah. Um, so we played for a little while. We screwed around. We, we, um, hit some rocks, hit some trees, gathered some materials and the straw that really broke the camel's back. We played for, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half. The straw that broke the camel's back was, uh, was it a wolf or some type of dog thing that attacked us? Yeah, it was a wolf. It was a wolf, and the health bar of the wolf was glitching out. It showed up right when we started attacking the wolf, and then it just disappeared. And the wolf killed Brian and I, and we were like, okay, this is pointless. And that was kind yep. of it. So there was just too yeah, many. I'm, I'm just backing away, shooting at it, and I'm just like, I have no idea how close I am to killing and it. it killed which you. is a big. And then started yeah. ta- targeting big, me. Big deal when you're sitting there like, okay, should I try to retreat? Should I be trying to figure out a way out of this? I have no idea. You know, if, if I'm one shot away, if I'm two shots away, it was just frustrating. So it was the game itself played all right, but the um, 
just the 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 number of little irritating things in the oh, I don't I mean let me let me pull up my steam here and I can tell you exactly how long I actually had the game open um the just the amount of little screwy things that we had to deal with in the 62 minutes that I had the game open let's call 50 of them play playable minutes was enough where I you and I didn't go back and play it anymore after that um yeah and I guess it explains why if there's these little frustrations and issues on the simplest of mechanics, uh, right off the bat, I can only imagine what some of the later game mechanics look like, which I think yeah. would explain why their 24-hour, or their, what would explain why their one-month average, minus this week, because again, again, the game was on sale, minus this week was 52 concurrent players across a whole yep. bunch of servers. So um that's rend and I think so, that's going to be the end of rend in my estimation. Yeah. Now, here this is something that I when we were talking on Friday that I brought up or maybe it was after when we were actually playing I I had mentioned one of the big things that they were using as a selling point to convince us that this was going to be a good game was the fact that they had developers that had worked on various AAA studios. Bl- a uh, lot of teams. Blizzard devs, yeah. Blizzard devs, everything else. And our, I had pointed out that there are a number of games that, that have done this, but they never seem to be able to quite pull it together. And my thinking is these they, they understand whatever aspect of game development they're in. They understand that. I mean, they're working at a AAA studio and they understand one thing. But the problem is when you work at a studio like that, you do one very specific thing for that studio generally. There's not somebody who's in charge of all these different aspects like you do on a small team. When you're on a small team, okay, you may be doing programming and animation or you may be doing modeling, animation, rigging. Like and you're cleaning doing the bathrooms. And you might be cleaning the bathroom at the studio. And that's as well. not a joke. Yes. I mean, small business. That's what you yeah. do in small business. I mean, you're the you're doing everything. You're paying the power bill and programming the game and cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> and so I am wondering, uh, just from seeing the the past experiences with with this, does that even is that a selling point in uh, early access small? I guess this would be considered kind of an indie company. I mean, if it's less than sixteen, I think it was like twelve. Uh, developers or something like that. Doesn't indie stand for independent developer? Isn't that what indie yeah, stands but for? A, you can, yeah, and you could have a small group. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean they're literally. Yeah, so this, so this would be developer. an indie studio. Yeah. Uh, but is that really a selling point when they say, "Hey, I've worked at this studio and I've worked at this AAA studio"? I, I kind of view that that means that maybe they're not, maybe they don't have the experience. Maybe they understand. They've seen the overall picture. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they know the overall picture. Yeah. Now, I I mean, I'd say this: the fact that they had that they've worked in a in an environment like an EA or a Blizzard or an Activision would indicate that there's a level of experience. Of experience exactly. There. There's a. Le- I mean, Blizzard is such a Blizzard because of who they are and the quality products they make. They, I, I would assume that they've got a pretty rigorous hiring process, and it's not not. Not that every little developer will take every Joe Schmo, but in in when you're a, a small development house, you probably don't get to pick take 
the best pick of people in that field. That's how they work for the bigger companies. That's just how it works. I mean, the the best tech, the best car uh, technicians, a lot of the times work for large automotive groups, a group of dealerships that own six and, and the smaller single car dealership people struggle to get the best techs. Because there's there's a whole bunch of reasons, financially, uh, experience wise, resume wise. There's a whole bunch of reasons. So, yep. I think it, I think it depends, Brian. I think it's a it's a good. I think it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. They've worked in but a big what about studio. Them? I mean, the thing is, with the big studio, they don't have to see it all the way to completion. Like you're you have such a large team that everything isn't reliant on you. And I think when they get to these small teams, all of a sudden they're having to from beginning to end, just kind of see it through, even when it doesn't seem like it's going to work. I think it's much more strenuous to work on a small team like that because you're like, I don't, as they have found, like sometimes you don't get all the numbers that you want. Sometimes it, everything doesn't work out how you want it to. Um, I think that for them, they probably found it frustrating when some, maybe another development team that is more of a passion project would say, you know what? Sure, we're not getting the numbers we want, but we're, we're going to see it past this because these guys pretty much in a way have stepped away and started working. I mean, they pretty much said it. they stepped away and they're working on other projects. If a bug comes up, they'll fix it, right? That's the level of support that they're doing. But obviously this isn't a passion project because they would be like, well, you know what? We, we believe in this. We're going to keep going. And they're not, they didn't. I mean, they pretty much blazed through early, early access alpha and then early access. I mean, eight months is nothing. That's not a very long alpha and then early access. Um, nine total patches. I mean, they did nine total patches. I, um, I'm looking at a report here from venture beat that says as a team over the seven years of the red dead, red dead redemption Two development, there were teams as high as a thousand developers, artists, designers, writers, and more working on that game at any point. So you're talking about when you are responsible for how the horse I mean, that, that there would have been a person responsible. For how does the how do the how does the horse that you ride move and interact with the environment? That is their scope of what they're responsible for. And it's a if you've played Red Dead Redemption two, you know that that was they a, do it perfectly, incredibly well. I mean, that's the thing. They go through, and that's but that's kind of my point though is the focus. Like they have one thing that they are a specialist at, and they are bringing to the table. They're working in a group where they probably have various specialties that kind of make up the whole thing of that's the person you're the you're the lead on that when this topic comes up you're the one that they ask because you know what you have the most experience in that then when you get to this type of a development here nobody knows everything i mean that's the problem nobody knows every single aspect that's why why those company will have 1000 people on there uh with a very diverse spread of of what they understand uh when you get into little things like this i mean it gets tough obviously you know, they didn't do all from what we could tell, they didn't even do all the stuff with UI. It's hard to find UI people on small teams. It's hard to find people who rig. It's hard to find people who make models and things like that um, or, or make character models. And so usually if you have a limited number of people you can get for them, they they made new character models and did all that. So one of the people that they brought on was a character modeler. Uh, did they bring on a full time UI guy? Probably not. And so they were probably piecing that together. Maybe they brought someone on temporarily. I mean, you make sacrifices that you don't have to make in those very large studios because there is somebody who understands all of it, each piece. So I think we can say that it's, it can be a blessing and a curse depending on what, what the game is and what the, um, 
what the whole situation is. But I do. Uh, but before we move off this, Brian, I, I want to pose to you and to everybody else. Do you? Uh, I'm going to give you my personal opinion. I think it's a good yep. thing that they are being public about what they're doing here. They're essentially killing the game is not the right word to use because they're keeping the servers alive, but they are, they are telling people straight up right now, pretty much don't buy our game. Yeah. And that's respectable. I mean, that's the thing is I think they have high expectations having come from those studios. I mean, that's one thing that you'll get from that. I mean, this to in their mind is a failure and they're accepting it. But that's my question though. Do, I don't think we see this enough in the games that we talk about. We see games that hobble along with developers. And I, I'm, I don't have an example to use, but we've seen this a hundred times. We've I mean, got Z one, Z one battle Royale. Well, I don't mean, I don't even know. I mean, they were poor before they took it over when I, it was H one Z one. You could make survive. that. Argument. I mean, if you look through, they look at, look at just survive and their patching schedule. They did. Okay. I mean, I'm, my my point more is that there seems to be this rose-colored glasses look from some of these companies when you can see, based on the amount of people playing the game and the reception, that the game is not liked and not doing very well. And some of these companies just, I think, put these blinders on and don't look at these news. And and I know for a fact, like Daisy. Well, well, well Daisy. Presents. Well, and here's another. And and no, you're spot on actually about H1Z1 Battle Royale because Adam Clegg will tweet shit out like player current players don't matter. Users logged in users. They it's blinders. It's like we yeah. don't understand how the whole thing works. And I've got a. There is an incredible amount of respect that these developers have gained. I think, in my opinion by being very upfront and very open with the community because they could have just done this launch letter and let it sit for months now, without doing now there an could, update. There's, there's probably people that turn around and are playing this game quite a bit. I mean, there's yeah. probably a very small... I mean, they with peaked. any game, you'll get, you'll get somebody who's... That's the game they play. Even if it's a horrible game. I'm not saying this is a horrible game, but even if it's a horrible game, you'll get somebody who plays that game. Um, and I think that... We're we're seeing that with the uh, the H one Z one just survive people that it's are creative. saying, hey, just yeah, why couldn't? Well, but I'm saying as far as the game that was pulled. Oh, okay, I got with, you. With yeah. with the just survive, it was pulled. I mean, we said, well, why didn't you just release it to the community? Why didn't you just do something to where pe- the community could have it? These guys are saying, you know what, we're gonna you can keep playing. It's not like they shut it down like that. So the people who put in money into it, they can still play it if they want to. Um, the people that are into it, they can play it. And um, they'll probably keep it up, and hopefully, if if people get in there and it ends up being a much better game, you know, it's not like it was horribly broken. It wasn't all the bugs that we've seen in Just Survive and games like that. Um, you know, maybe it will build up over time to where they'll be like, oh, we'll, we'll put out a couple more updates for it. I mean, that's what they're saying. If it if people play it, yeah, they peaked at 157 players on Sunday, which is not a lot, but it's triple their previous month's high number there. So, um. Long story short, I mean, I wouldn't recommend you buy the game, Frank, just because of the fact that there's no more updates. If you've got $10 burning a hole in your pocket and you're maybe looking for a couple of hours to do something with a couple of other people, I mean, maybe. Um, But I really do like the fact that they were so open about it and are. I mean, at 10 bucks, it's under 10 bucks. If you want to go check it out, uh, you know, it's. There could be some. It's you'll get ten dollars worth it out of it of playing. I mean, there there is a progression system. We barely touched the surface in an hour. Uh, you know, it might be just one that's fun to run around and see 
I mean, it's got a full crafting and building system. It might be worth your time to check out and just to, to give it a chance because it's really hard in this this day and age with how games are being released. You know, it could be a much better game than we realize. Yeah. But most people don't give it the time anymore to get to that stage to even find it out. Yeah. And and I'm from reading the reviews and whatnot that we had read over the past that we had read over the game. Um, the, the reviewers are not positive. Um, yeah. the, the recent reviews, only 46% of them are positive. A lot of people in the comments are saying the game, you know, the game is not the, the game is not anywhere near being ready for launch. You know, the fun, beginning of the game is fun, but the end game and the mid game kind of lack significantly. It's so, like they never got to finish it. Well, and everybody, ha- everybody, everybody says one thing unanimously, but almost all of these uh, reviews and recommendations, it's an amazing concept or an amazing idea. And it is. It's a very, very good concept. And, and the, the general consensus is that it was just poorly executed. If that's due to, yeah. as they said, finite resources being people, finite resources, being cash, whatever it may be, they just were unable to make it happen. Um, but again, they're not they're not dragging the community along with this whole trick and pony show of woe is me, woe is me, we're going to remake the game. They just said, hey, we're not going to keep having these 18 people develop a game that 50 people are playing. So yep. if you want to buy it, fine and they're probably going to keep they're going to keep it on sale till april 12th so at this point it'll be on sale for literally three weeks uh by the when it hits that date so they're being very upfront and um there's something commendable about that that it, yep. it seems to be lost in this day and age with our games that we talk about so yep that is rent now all right and now after the show we had spoken a little bit about a game and uh wow. so jaws of extinction yes and i was being very grumpy because i'll just i'll give a very high level view of why i was grumpy uh their character model is from a, a graphic software that is known for uh, some of the games that are very r to x rated on steam are all made in this graphic software and uh and so i was just I was judging the game purely based on the fact that I saw this character, which instantly I go to a place and say, okay, that just tells me that this is this kind of person. So Nick in his infinite wisdom, who's always calm. Oh yeah. Um, said, well, try, try, <laughs> try, living, level, try living with me or Nick's working with level me. headed one. Yeah. Punching holes in <laughs> sheetrock and everything else. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, Nick said, well, why don't you reach out and talk to them? Because I was just like, I, I was just saying you were making Nick you were making opinion. some very broad claims without knowing not claim, anybody there. but but I say assumptions that I make based on yes on broad assumptions understanding this software mm-hmm. right and so I, I I had Nick said well why don't you reach out and talk to him so I did I messaged them on Twitter oh really and they got back to me I didn't know that. Uh, and so I had a conversation with one of their developers and I just said because at first I don't think he understood what I meant. Because I just said, are you concerned about the, 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 how people might view your game based on the connotation of the, of the software that your character model comes from? And he was, he was a little bit defensive at first. And then I explained a little bit more, more thoroughly of, you know, just there's games that are released and things that are kind of happening in the background that this software is, you know, is used to make. Could you he draw, says, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. Could, could you draw some parallels between when people use the 
uh, the uh, Unreal Health uh, kit that PUBG used in their game, and now it is a, it is associated that as the PUBG Health kit is kind of what you're saying yes. with this, but a different connotation with what it is. But so. yeah, I mean, it, pretty much whenever whenever a game comes out on Steam that just has some sort of crazy sexual things happening in it, there's a whole category they, of those of those sex. There's a whole category of those sex rated games on Steam. Yes, and they're actually quite much, popular if you go and look at them. Yeah, and, and pretty much all of those are done in the software, and so it is the software for doing this. And I've never seen someone use it otherwise. We should right? do a podcast about this software. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and so, and so I, I'd never seen anyone use it otherwise in a legitimate purpose. And so that was my concern going into this. And so, and so I spoke with him and I just said, you know, what do you have to say about it? And he said, to be honest, and this is going to kind of correlate to what we were just speaking about. He's like, we haven't been able to, I mean, it's very tough to find a character modeler. I know this. It's very, very difficult to find a character modeler who, because they get, they get taken up immediately. It's a, if, if you're looking for a job and you're good at art, look at character modeling because those guys are hired by these companies because they're so rare. Good ones are so rare. Um, and so he said, so what we, and he explained, he went through and, and he explained the process that, process that they're using. He says, we got our character from here and then we import it into this other software and then we do this stuff to kind of render it. And so he went through and showed me that he actually knew what he was talking about. And they were doing it because that was the easiest and best way to get a high quality model for the best price with their limited, as you said, finite resources, which these company, these groups do have. Uh, and so he, and he said, so here's why we did it. And here's what we did. And I was instantly like, okay, I understand that. Having done, you know, I do game development. I've gone through the struggle of how do we get characters that aren't the same as every other character on the marketplace? Like, what do you do? That's a very tough question to answer because they're, it's very difficult. I mean, you'll, you could pay thousands of dollars to have somebody make you a character model that's correct. Um, and so, so they, they did that. And, you know, that for me was like, okay, I'll, I'm willing to give this game a chance because they there's not a person on their team that said can one's going like hey i use this software all the time and it's the best they were saying very utilitarian this is the best way for us to get a character model in the game and that's true i mean for for them for the way that they're doing it uh that you know that's the best way to get a character in the game that looks good and so i'm willing to accept that and give it a chance and so i just wanted to say i'm willing to give it a chance and try to look past that every time i see brian i'm very brian i'm very proud of you and i think i'm going to use this since we are always off the rails anyway on this program brian was very passionate brian and i were in a full not not a yelling match but you you and i were were arguing like like literally almost yelling at each other last week after the show about this not not because we were pissed off at each other but trying to stand our points and I'm glad that I'm glad that you reached out to them and, and, and got a satisfactory conclusion. I think in general, we, we, everybody does this and, and, and you yep. just need somebody to push you. And, and now you, you could have been a hundred percent right in your, uh, you could have, you could have found out that your assumption was a hundred percent accurate with your, with their response. And yeah, um, I mean, they could have had a full-time perv working on there. That's, that's what I was pretty much saying to Nick last time. You know what I'm saying? That was, that's what I said. I was like, I just, I don't want to support when, and they were like, well, you know, we don't, we weren't looking at it 
at it from that perspective. Exactly. Like Which we're is what coming I at thought it as, originally. Yeah. How do we find? And that's that's what Nick assumed. He was like, well, maybe they just viewed that that was the best. Okay, we we looked at all the options. That's the best. That's a good looking model, right? We're not looking at all the other whatever else might be tied to that type of stuff. And most of the time that's it's money, which it it's, is true. It is the best and it is the best you can probably get for the cheapest amount of money. And unfortunately, like it or hate it, sexy or not, no. that is the way that the cookie crumbles. That that is almost now, this is the thing is the issue. It, it's it would be very tough to do, but there are so many high quality models on that marketplace. Oh, it's incredible. That that if they could just and I, the company, I just don't know why they don't switch to. I mean, obviously there's money in it, money in it in that other area, and they must be making it up to where it it's not worth it for them to go down a more legitimate avenue. But the, those legitimate assets are there; people are making them. Um, so, what is this so, game? All right, so Jaws of Extinction, it is a a survival. It does have um, zombies in it, so this is an adventure action gore violent indie rpg and so uh it's it's got wildlife it's got military in there survivors wandering dead um it it looks like a really good game and that's why i was like all except for that one little thing that i was hung up on like everything else in the game looks like it be could be really fun and so uh they're going to be releasing soon it's not out yet but they are putting out when they have different patch notes and everything. So uh, if you're interested in it, we'll have a link to their webpage, jawsofextinction.com. Uh, it's a sur survival sandbox, which we've been saying there's not very many good, very many good survival sandboxes out there at the moment that are really that in depth. So give it a chance. I mean, it is a small team of developers, but visually they're doing a good job. It looks good. Um, and if the play, like if it plays well, it could be it could be a really good fun game to play. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear this. I'm glad. Uh, I'm gl and so, I'm glad that they responded, which it, yeah. which was uh, was we have found out over the years, not always easy to get a response from a developer development team. Yeah. Yeah. Good on them. Well, and that's the thing is I, I understood that he I, I think he was kind of. I understand what he was worried about. Like initially in the conversation, he was he had said to me, "If if you're just going to trash the game and talk about that one thing, just please don't bring up our game." I yeah. mean, he was very respectful about it. But he said, "Just you know, then please don't talk about it." Which and is kind of what I my said. Point. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. That's the thing is, I didn't want to sit there and say this game is horrible because of this one thing. Um, so what I, you know, I just, and I just, oh, I kept talking to him rather than just taking that as an answer. I said, "And here's the re." I just explained, here's why I'm thinking of this. And then he totally loosened up and just started talking to me about it. We talked about game development. Um, you know, it was, it was a good conversation and we both ended it on good terms. Uh, and so I think that, uh, you know, that was good because some, some, I mean, you, you've understood dealing with people. Some people are just jerks. Like once they think you're coming at them in an attacking manner or thinking something negative about them, like they lash back out and they didn't do that. He sat and talked to me about it. And we were cool by the end of the conversation. So it was, it was good. It was a good talk. And uh, if you haven't, I didn't bring it up on last week's show just because I wanted to talk to Nick about that first. <laughs> and I'm glad I did because it gave me a chance to now I look at it and it doesn't bother me anymore. So, so hopefully for other people, I mean, maybe people who know what Daz3 is, maybe that'll help them to look at it and be like, okay, that's not 
don't judge that game based off this. Judge it based on how fun it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, good. Uh, we will have, and ho- uh, hopefully, and since they've been um, responsive to you, hope, maybe when the uh, game comes out. Once they come, yeah, to yeah. where they launch their alpha. Yeah, maybe we could have a conversation. Open that, alpha. That'd be good. Very good. All right. So uh, we had mentioned this game a little bit. Uh, Daisy. Speaking of oh, games yes. that maybe didn't live up, there's actually a trailer. There is. That, Very good trailer. That they did. Yeah, and it's there's talking through the whole thing. It's not just a bunch of uh, video and music. So, uh, but let's go and play this because they they talk about pretty much this uh, this release and a lot of different features that are currently in in the Daisy that's been, that's out there. Now, this is the standalone, not the uh, the mod. Correct. This is the Daisy standalone, which I believe is available on the. It's available on the Xbox and the PlayStation. That's uh, so. Yep. This is the trailer. It's called uh, "This Is Daisy." Welcome to Chernarus, Survivor. With beautiful valleys and breathtaking views, this was once a popular tourist destination. Now, it's a post-apocalyptic wasteland struck by an unknown epidemic. You are one of the few immune to the virus, but that's where your luck runs out. Washed up along the shore, you must face the harsh and unforgiving open world you now find yourself in with only one goal. Survive as long as possible by any means necessary. With up to 60 other players on the same server, it's only a matter of time before you run into a bandit. Or two. In Daisy, when you die, you die. Permadeath ensures that when you kick the bucket, you lose everything and respawn back along the coast. A bullet to the head isn't the only danger in Daisy, as the game has a complex set of survival mechanics. Ignore your hunger or thirst long enough, and you'll be on your way to an early grave. But take note, consume something of questionable sterility, and you may fall sick. Chernarus is big, but finding your way doesn't have to be a shot in the dark. Use maps, signs, tourist trails, compasses, and even the stars to navigate your way around 230 square kilometers of vast and varied landscapes. The rule is, if you can find a town, you can find the loot. Built up areas will have more to scavenge, but they will also have more infected. Stay quiet, stay hidden, stay clear. If you have no choice but to fight, melee combat can offer protection, but you don't need to rely on your fists, as any item can be used as an improvised weapon, some more effective than others. If you start bleeding, you will eventually die. So wrap it up. The dynamic weather of Daisy can take a turn for the worse at any moment, so sometimes it's best to stay put and prepare for your travels until the bad weather passes. With the fall of civilization, there is no more light pollution, and nights in Chanarus get dark. Use various light sources to keep properly oriented, or to strategically mark locations. When interacting with other players, Daisy's in-game voice chat and gestures system lets you easily communicate your friendly intentions. And in Daisy, communication goes a long way. Guns and ammo are rare, and Daisy's authentic mechanics mean you'll have to load your weapons manually, one bullet at a time. Be sure to keep your weapons in good condition. Damaged guns might jam, which can be the difference between life and death. Not all wildlife will try to kill you, however. With various animals roaming the countryside, you can happily live off the land, provided you know how to hunt and cook. 
Sometimes it's not possible to avoid populated areas. Chanarus is home to numerous hotspots where you can find the best loot, but be warned, you're more likely to come across hostiles in these parts, so prepare for a gunfight. Of course, what's the point of surviving if you have nothing to live for? Once you've mastered scavenging and survival, Daisy opens up and provides a much richer experience full of emotions. Be a lone wolf, team up with friends, learn the lay of the land, fix a car, build a base for your community, raid the bases of others, host your own radio show, negotiate, set up an ambush, take captives, restrain and force feed people, protect fresh spawns, hunt down bandits, or just enjoy the many other types of emergent gameplay Daisy offers. Be a hero, a villain, or anything in between. The choice is yours. This is Daisy. This is your story. See you in Chanarus, Survivor. All right. Uh, you think they'll let us host the podcast? They mentioned that they've got a radio station. You think we could get like a, I know. a live feed into the game? We wanted to do that with H1Z1 with Survivor. I wonder radio. if that. I wonder if that came up based on maybe them seeing that H1Z1 was discussing doing that because, I mean, you know, maybe it comes back to the fact that we brought up, hey, can we do a radio show? <laughs> they were like, what <laughs> the hell? Know. We were that, like, that hey, would be funny. Across every server, can we have like, they had like, what, 12 channels or something like that in the walkie-talkies. Yeah. They were like, could we have one of those channels where we'll just broadcast just our radio? <laughs> we want to broadcast our podcast across your that's game. what we were talking about in <laughs> H1Z1. We wanted to have a radio station, and uh, uh, and here they actually did it. So that's pretty interesting that it's in there. Yes. Um, uh, now, very have, well done, I've, trailer, I've never pronounced it as Chanarus. I was pronounced as Chanaris. Uh, Chanaris. Yes. That's how I've, oh, this is like them actually pronouncing it to the world, or this girl doesn't know what she's talking no. about, just reading a script. I I'm assuming so. they told her how to pronounce the they, world. So I think is they it did. This is a very well-produced video. So this has to be the official pronunciation. It's like Ch GIF versus GIF. Yeah, well, it's going to be called, well, it's going to be called Chinoris. That's how it's going to stay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, very well done trailer. Um, I mean, so it was about four minutes long. So a little lengthy, but it, I think it, I mean, it did a very good job of laying out what, what Daisy and what a lot of these other games are. I mean, it, the Brian, there was some lore in there that there was a, an infections. You're immune. Yeah, it did a good job of laying all that ground. Explain that out. there's an end game to it. It's not just about. I mean, so there are definitely some Arma vibes in there. I mean, it's oh yeah, the the throwback to Arma as far as a lot of the graphics and and movements, but they've added a lot more to it where they showed farming and just all those other aspects. Uh, a base building so it, it'll be interesting to see i mean right now so it's been out i think it came out of early access a year ago about or was it no no actually it came out of early access it came out of early access at the end of, of this past year so about four months ago yeah five, just five months ago almost uh is when it went to 1.0 and still it's very mixed reviews on steam uh, it, uh, but do you think it's because it took them so long to release? I mean, the thing is, is this was hot. This would have been excellent if they were released it three years ago. I think there's a whole bunch of reasons. I, I first of all, I think is that they took a lot of steps backward when they went from um, the mod. They went well, yeah. When they went from the mod to the standalone, that takes some steps, some some steps backwards. Um, and honestly, as we've talked about, the whole 
craze behind zombie games has kind of died off. And yeah. there's that. And then there's also just the negative stigma. I mean, Donnie says here, um, I should probably re-download it sometime. Uh, you know, that's kind of the reaction with now, a lot he of did people. Say they, they basically let the modding community finish the game. So they are. Uh, yeah, they're basically going to let them finish the game. So, I mean, that that would be the better thing to do. I mean, that Arma is a very certain type of game. And then they just opened it up for modding to where it created all these other uh, genres of games. And so it, the mods are generally better than the, st the base product. And if they can open up and put extensive modding in it, that's I think that's the one thing that would save this game. Yeah. Um, Firebomb is saying zombies only died off because they, there hasn't been a good game. When a good game comes out, everyone will play it. Um, I, I it's just it's interesting because they've put a lot of work into it and they they're they're pretty consistent with their updates with Daisy, but I just it's the negative stigma, Brian. It's the I played it yep. right off the launch, right when it came out, and I spent it didn't have all these features. Yeah, and... I spent forty or sixty dollars on it right when it came out, and it was like, what the hell? Forty dollars for this new and improved game, and you've took away literally half. And I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say. Off the start, when the game first launched, the standalone, I would say half of the features that were available in the mod were not in the standalone. And that pissed a lot of people, yep. including myself, off, as it should. You're telling me yep. to come play and this I've never, new game? I've never purchased it because it's, first of all, they've never really had it on sale. Um, they've had never had, a, I think, more than 10%. Was yeah. was like their highest sale. Yeah, they're not a game. that Their, their game has never been 20, 10. Or, their game has never been $10. How about that? Yeah. Well, I've, I've even been waiting for it to go to 20. It's mm -hmm. never been at near $20. And so I was like, well, once it gets closer to 20, because that's honestly, when you have a game that's not being very well received, I figure at some point, unless you don't want people filling up the servers, you would lower the price a little bit, but they have kept it right around. It's 45. It's one cent below $45, which wow. is not the best deal when your game has mixed reviews. Yeah, that's Very, a you know, limited number of people playing it. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, good trailer, and um, we ought to, we ought to do that for game. We haven't done that for game of the week in a while. We ought to do that again. We'll have to do that on a day that I'm not there. Well, yeah, I mean, or you could buy the game. I don't. I don't know. If I want to buy it for game of the week <laughs> unless it's somehow uh, awesome now. Yeah, well, I don't. I wouldn't hold your breath on that. Every time I played it, it's been lackluster. Um, and the problem is, is it's a very hardcore game. And because it's a hardcore game, it, it you can't just jump into it. It, it involves a, a, a time investment, and that's not always the easiest thing to do with a game that's got a negative stigma. So uh, that's uh, that's Daisy. All right. So we have a lot of. Actually, should we get ready to do a game giveaway? I guess I could get one ready here. Um, um or do we want to? jump in because there's we have a lot of news related to kind of a general theme of topic um for whatever you want to do you're steering the ship i'm just here pushing the buttons and keeping it on the air all right <laughs> thanks uh <laughs> well I mean. here let me i'll go ahead and get i'll get the game giveaway set up i don't uh, know do you want to do the arc one really quick because it's pretty um, i'll mention our feedback form again one more time it's infectionpodcast.com forward slash feedback if you want to go ahead and uh check out on that 
uh, we're looking for the top four games that you'd like us to, to talk about each week on the program. It's infectionpodcast.com forward slash feedback. Fill it out. We'd love to hear from you and get um, get your feedback on what are the top games that we need to cover here every week. And um, I do want to mention something quickly. We'll um, get into their notes here maybe a little bit later on, but Conan Exiles is actually free this month on PlayStation Plus. And we've talked yes. a lot about Conan. I'm going to go ahead and install this in... Um, I've played enough of it on PC to know uh, how it feels. I'm curious how this game, similarly to Ark, how it feels on the console. So if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can go ahead and get Conan Exiles uh, for free with PlayStation Plus uh, for the next probably 15 days or something like that. Um, yep, and there's actually, another got game on there too. Yep, and there, there's another one on there as well. The Surge. Uh, the surge so there's two games they've been doing two games lately yep they did the same thing last month uh so there's two free games get it on there it'll add it to your account and it's the same as purchasing it so yep. it's not like it goes away after a certain period of time yep so check that out all right so let's go ahead and do this it'll be exclamation point giveaway and uh 60 points so if you've been listening or watching for the uh, last hour you'll have enough points for that uh but we're going to be giving away a copy of paradigm Ah. And this is a adventure indie point and click comedy funny game. Uh, I actually like this kind of game. Glad that I'm giving it away. Uh, but it is. Uh, it looks like a, a really fun game to play, and it has very positive ratings. Fifteen dollars currently on Steam, but it's it's kind of that old style of the point and click adventure that uh, that everybody enjoyed playing back in the uh, the '90s. So uh, it looks like it. Looks like a lot of fun. If no one enters, then I'll just take it and redeem it myself. So, boy, that's weird how you set that up. I might just—I'll have, have to sign it on my alt account and just to steal <laughs> just the game. So you can enter. <laughs> yes, enter the contest. Um, all right. Uh, yep. And uh, here, if you're not joining us live, you should be. We're here live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Infection Podcast. All right. Um, where to next, Mister Aldridge? All right, so we've got a lot of epic news uh, that's come up. And yes, as we've been told, we, the shills, Epic is paying us heavy sums of money to talk about them on this program. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be great? I wish. <laughs> so so one thing is, the one thing that they're changing here or are doing here soon is that they're going to be putting those Epic Game Store exclusives yep. that we've been talking about will be available on the Humble Store. Isn't that interesting? So, uh, one thing that, I mean, for us, that that's something that where we can, we, we do have a Epic affiliate account, but we could also just through our normal, um, humble bundle affiliate account that we have, you know, we could give links to that and it will be very similar. So only when you're doing the, the special humble bundle packs that come up, that's the only time you can set how much you get, but when you buy an individual title. Uh, there's a certain percentage that goes to each thing automatically. So um, this will be very similar to buying it probably in the Epic store, but um, I would think that a little, some would go to charity if you did it this way as well. So they'll have some sort, go to some sort of charity and, uh, and then the rest would go to the developers and to the Epic company. So but that, that was something interesting. So there, because I know that uh, PH and I had this discussion of, well, what about 
them selling keys to humble because that's one thing that that steam does is they allow the the developer to generate a bunch of keys and then they dump them on key sites and they give them to humble and they do all these different things uh so this is one way to where they're actually kind of cultivating rather than just dump keys out in the wild to go onto those third-party sites uh they're cultivating a relationship with this company instead and allowing them to sell it so yeah and uh yeah, I think it's, I mean, so there's a couple of things that it's good for. Uh, I guess it's good for, it's good for nonprofits and charities that are listed on Humble Bundle's website. Yep. It's good for, uh, and it's good for creators who are affiliated through the, which a lot of Twitch streamers and YouTubers are, are um, partnered with the Humble Bundle program and get a small kickback yep. when people buy games, which is, by the way, one thing that Steam has never allowed anybody to do which I think is stupid because um, yep. everybody else allows that. So, you know, that's uh, that's how we fund our trip out to PAX, for example, is through through yep. through Humble Bundle and through programs like that, which unfortunately Steam just doesn't offer. Now, with Humble Bundle games through Steam, you can make the argument that, well, they kind of do, um, but Steam itself is never really offered. But not every game is even available yeah. on, on Humble Bundle. So... I mean, there there is a limit to it. I mean, because I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh yeah, rent. Oh yeah, rent. I said, hey, but we I don't know if that's rent, a developer it's, it's, decision or not. I'm not sure. I had said, hey, is is it available on on Humble Bundle? And you're you, it was not listed there. So there is a limit. Not everything, not every game is posted on there. Yeah, it doesn't match one to one the uh, Steam Store. All right. Uh, and then also uh, another game was announced. This Anno 1800 is going to be exclusive. Now, one thing that we had talked about with Metro Exodus is that it, rather than doing this last-minute shift, what they're doing is you can actually pre-order, you can pre-purchase on Steam up until launch. And then once it, uh, once it actually launches, then they don't sell it on Steam anymore. And it's only available for that year, whatever they do for the exclusivity on the Epic Store. So if someone wants is dead set and saying, I'm only going to get this when it's on Steam and they're doing that mantra. OK, well, then buy it now. Put your money where your mouth is and pre-order it. If you're not going to pre-order it, you're going to and you want to play it in the next year, you're going to buy it on the Epic Store. And so I, I don't know how much of an argument that they'll really be able to have. Other, you know, I mean, if they want it on Steam, it's they'll available. be able to get it on Steam. Yeah, buy it on Steam right now. This is an interesting. This is kind of an interesting. I've never idea. seen this happen. Yeah. I've never seen it done this way. Now, this is very. It almost, it, it's it's almost unfair to call it an exclusive because it's not. It's like saying, I don't know. It's like saying something is exclusively available at a store. And I understand pre-order exclusive, but. It's just weird. This this isn't a pre-order exclusive. You can pre-order it but on he's saying, Steam. But, uh, but that's the thing that's so weird about it is it's like it, it, it's it's a post-release exclusive. And that's what's so weird is I don't remember anything ever being like this. Yeah, I, I, it seems like it would be more natural to have the opposite. Okay, I'm going to have a game that's exclusive on pre-orders. Okay, then after the initial release, then you can buy it anywhere. Like play, I would, yeah. Yeah, I would expect to see that, but this is the first I've seen where, all right, you, had, you could pre-order it anywhere, but as soon as it's <laughs> released, you can only buy it in one place. Because I know they're trying to, they don't want, I mean, there's people that are saying, oh, I, how many times have we heard, I'm only going to buy it if it's on Steam? Now, you've got until April 16th to pre-order it. That's kind of the 
the the key here. Yep. Um, so you've got you know a couple days to pre-order, two weeks to pre-order it. Um, well, and now, this thing- is almost identical to this is almost identical to what happened with Ex- Exodus, though. Exodus was the exact same way. If you pre-ordered it, you were still getting the game. But they announced they're this- just announcing it beforehand. Correct. They're announcing it ev- beforehand. Whoever bought the game on Steam pre-ordered gets all the updates, gets everything exactly the same on Exodus. Yeah. Weird. So uh, it's really not any different. No. So hey, it's if just you want people's perception. Sixty bucks. If uh, you want it, it it is yours on Steam or epic yep oh and on Uplay too because uh, they, they or ubisoft ubisoft, ubisoft is publishing it yeah so it's on all three platforms yep and then also uh you know they, they had made a i guess there was a talk at, at gdc and they were saying you know we don't want to do that again as far as the the ordeal that happened with uh exodus and one thing they did say is they had been talking to that team for months and they said, we don't want to throw them under the bus, but it's just timing where it came together and it's important to their business. You know, we decided to do it together. We both knew the potential for the thing to happen in the communication. But the thing is, is I think what Epica was saying is we told them before, before like this was all dealt with way beforehand. The development team decided not to make it public. This was not an Epic thing. Epic was, totally open with them i mean the, the only well, thing is they couldn't announce it until epic had announced that they had a store that's kind of why it's a he said she said kind of thing because i'm sure I mean, i'm yeah. sure they would say well epic was dragging their feet with getting the damn store launched so that we couldn't yep. really do that so that i mean they're each going to point because that was a that was a nightmare that was a pr nightmare because that, that was i think that was just a weird timing issue yeah, I mean, because they couldn't yeah. bring it up before the store was announced because that was came out of the blue i mean that happened all of a sudden uh and these guys na- announced it not too long after the store came out, if I remember correctly. It was almost right away, from what I remember. So, I mean, really, there is no real at fault of this. They both said it when they could say it. They yeah. both, I mean, it was announced as soon as it could be announced. It, just the timing didn't work out well. Uh, and as you can see, they did. They probably had the exact same kind of agreement going into this other game. Uh, and so now I would assume people have no reason to really be upset with it. Um, you know, they know going into the deal when they buy it, I won't, I mean, if you're going to pre-order it, like what's the difference at that point? Other than if you want people to play with you, here would be the downside. I would assume it's using the Ubisoft backend to do teaming and things like that. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, so you really would have no downside of using Steam even. Pro- yeah, in this case, probably not. So... So that's pretty much, yeah, so that's, uh, that is them, you know, they discuss, we'll have an article to it if you want to read more about that. And then one final epic thing here, uh, there was people in an uproar because everybody wants to be anti-epic at the time. And, uh, and someone was accusing that epic had stolen artwork from them off of deviant art, uh, to make this uh some new assets in Fortnite. oh this one uh, yeah and this is not by the way not the first time epic and Fortnite has been accused of ripping somebody else's intellectual property off this has happened a whole bunch of times yep yep and so this was something where there was a, a person an artist who actually showed pictures and said hey this was stolen you know this was based on my art now one interesting thing is that that artist has it looks like he was actually faking the whole thing he had edited yeah. the photos after the fact and you can go back and actually look and it shows you the original piece of art 
which he was basing it on there was like a, a thing wrapped around their waist like a, a rope but wrapped around their waist, waist in a certain way and supposedly they were copying that sort of stuff he had gone in and, and photoshopped that in afterwards hmm. so uh so this was all someone else just trying to get some sort of a payout and uh the problem with the internet is it's pretty good at keeping history <laughs> yeah yeah once and so once he wasn't able to fake it once reddit 4chan or twitter get on the hunt it's yes <laughs> it's game over if, if you ever posted that picture i mean that's the thing is he was basing it on you know they saw this on the internet okay well we can go all the way back to that point in time and see exactly what that picture looked like at that point in time i just don't think that this artist uh had thought it through and, and actually realized how people on the internet are so so he pulled all those off and uh it's no longer accessible to find those pictures but that is that is kind of an epic thing that came up that could have been kind of a big deal but obviously when you fake it it's not that big of a deal pretty uh pretty scummy if you ask me yep i mean he's kind of ruining his career as an artist oh uh, his dv in our career yeah i'm sure but i'm saying <laughs> you know if if he's looking to get on with a studio or some sort of a company and they want to go look and they pull up his name and it shows that he was trying to scam a company and lie that's not going to look very good on his part so all right um that's all the epic news um as as uh as Saul called it, infection the bot cast, and uh, you know, Epic made us play uh, play a sounds, a couple sound effects here before we uh, get out of here. So the Epic <laughs> the infection bot cast, that's what we do here on the on the show. So thanks, Epic. Wish wish you were paying us. Maybe that's a, I don't know. Maybe I'll go knock on their door next time I'm up in Raleigh and say, Yeah, hey, you're right down the road. Yeah, hey, so. I do a podcast. Will you give me money? I'm sure that'll <laughs> go over. Me it works every, every time. Me and every other idiot. They, they have so much money. I mean, they're they're willing to yeah. throw it around. Yeah. Hey, I do a pot. Hey, you stole my game idea. I talked about it in my podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, All right. What else we got? Well, uh, well, I mean, we do have some Fortnite updates here, really quick. I don't know if we go on the Epic training. We can just continue this full hour of Epic if you'd like to. Uh, so they did release their eight point two, which had a new limited time event, and this is one called. Uh, Floor is lava. I don't know if people have ever played that game ah, yes. or seen the people playing it. Where so you know they say the floor is lava and then everybody has to jump up on something. Yeah. Well, with this, it's kind of a uh, king of the mountain type of a game where it's the last one standing and the floor starts falling out. So this is a pretty interesting. Looks like it'd be pretty fun. This is a totally different twist on the game. And so if you're uh, if you're interested in that, that is a limited time mode that they have uh they have some new forage items that regenerate health coconuts bananas and peppers that you can find uh they also have a new poison trap in there so uh now as far as that game mode it is a uh you can build on the lava um, ah. but if you touch the lava it will apply damage it moves at a steady speed until the entire map is covered and players are given a small number of materials every second so mm. oh because you can't timer break anything yeah yeah so it, it that's kind of a strategy there as well so uh you have a few minutes into the match and then the lava starts to rise so that's a pretty interesting one uh other than that i think it was just mostly patches uh, and, and performance tweaks and things like that i didn't see any other really big things uh and then they did another 
content update for 8.20.1, which actually has a lot into it for being a .1. Um, they have a limited time of mode of sniper shootout, which uses bows and arrows. And, uh, and so in there, they have the boom bow uh, that you can use with it. And uh, yeah, I think, I think the boom bow, isn't that new? It is. That is a new item. So yeah, so they added it for this event. Yeah, so that is in that is eight dot twenty dot one. So I think that's all of our. I don't know that we have any more epic news. Yes, um, no more epic news until until next week when we get another paycheck from Epic. So uh, yeah, that, that was all they paid for this week. Yep, that's all they paid for. So uh, thanks to Epic for sponsoring this segment, and uh, we'll delete any comments in chat that are anti-Epic. That's uh, that's the policy. That's the that's the agreement we signed <laughs> with them. Uh, let's talk about a survival game here, Brian. We are after you know we are after all of this the survival podcast. Uh, yep. Scum uh, has released yes. a uh, released an update this week. Um, they 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 have taken the approach of very long uh, strings for their update. So this is patch zero dot one dot two nine dot one two six one zero, and that's not a date. Um, it's not January. Uh, but this is for me is better than like if you look at ROE Ring of Lysium, what they do is the, the version number is the date. But the problem is when they release two or three patches in the, <laughs> the same, same day, thing. they have the exact same version number. So I do I do prefer this. Yeah, um, it's just I think it's funny that it's such a long update uh, for for this game. Um, so they've done some so archery. Uh, they've at I think they've added this as a skill. Um, so that what they've done is that there are, there are different types of bows that players uh, will be using in the game. Depending on the type, bows are divided into recurves, which you probably remember from uh, the H1Z1 days, takedowns, uh, compounds, and crossbows. And uh, there's some different ways that all of those perform. Um, there's a couple of screenshots here. Here's a picture of the compound bow. Uh, the improvised bow, which is essentially a stick with some string on it. The recurve bow, which is a little stronger. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of stats on here about What's it. interesting is they have all these different draw weights. Draw which weights. Is pretty much the, uh, the, the, how hard it is to pull back the string. And yeah. that determines the... I, so you need a certain level of strength it's, yeah, to you be have able to, to draw You have to put that, stuff into the skill. Bow. Yeah, so if you have five points, you can draw the heaviest one. Actually, the heaviest is a hundred, but I think uh, so. Like strength five uh, will allow you to draw an eighty. I don't know, is it eighty pounds probably? Uh, yeah, as far maybe. as pull. Yeah, uh, and then you know four is sixty-five, three is fifty, two is thirty-five, and one is twenty. That's on one of them. Uh, so at, depending on whichever one you get, you may pick up a bow, and it's like, oh well, I can't, <laughs> I can't even draw this thing. So you had to put some points into it. I think this is good, especially the um, improvised bow. I think games like Scum struggle with because guns are such a limited resource, and melee sucks because you can you get hit when you're meleeing a zombie. Um, yep. But bows in H one Z one bows were huge. Uh, they oh, were yeah. a very big part of the game. And in play. Rust, bows are huge. Yes, I mean, those are two games that had a high PVP and bows paid a, played a big part. And I don't think very many other games have really been able to capture that. Yeah. I mean, arc is, arc has got bows and whatnot, but they're not very useful, but the games in which you have to kill a, a, a large amount of NPCs, zombies in the case of scum or, or infected, whatever the hell they call them. Um, 
using and having bows available at once. So they've added the bows. They've also added the quivers, which is the um, the holders that, that the bows use. And there's three different kinds of them that you can see here. Again, they've gone with the improvised route, a more reinforced, and then one that is made out of uh, like, uh, I don't know what you'd call backpack material. Um, Le well, one's leather. So one's fabric, one's leather, and then one's like a military. Yeah, I don't know what fabric. you'd call that uh, stuff. Yeah, it's made out of a military style backpack. Is what yeah, it looks like. I know uh, the word is right on the tip of my tongue. But um, so there's three different three different uh, qualities of those, um, and and that determines the number and type of the arrow. So the military quiver can hold up to three types of arrows, and it's more durable. So the animal one can hold two types of arrows and the improvised one is can hold one type of arrow. So it does give you the, the nicer one that you find rather than just having more arrows that you can hold, it actually lets you hold variations of, of arrows as well. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. Um, they've also added a red dot into the game, um, which you can use on various guns. You can attach it to any rail and the M16, the Tech 01 uh, 490 can carry it without any rails so uh they've yep. added that in there and fire modes which is something i hadn't even realized and they say yes they we've heard you it. like really well the first one trillion times <laughs> but um and they they admit that they should have added it in there sooner but you know game development is hard <laughs> um <laughs> so they now have got fully and semi-automatic modes there's an indicator on your gun if it's in single uh, mode semi-automatic mode there will be one bullet next to the indicator if it's in full auto mode there will be three bullets uh next to the indicator which is a pretty uh typical way of doing that the damage indicator they've added a small damage indicator that will appear when you need to take uh when, when you're bleeding out and you need to put a bandage on some it. sort of a bandage yeah. and from what i'm looking at here with this image it looks like it is next to the health indicator here on the screen you can see that this you can see it blown up here uh it's right next to the yep. health indicator it's a little symbol yep little as pretty typical little red blood droplet indicating that you're hurt this is a problem with a lot of these games i even noticed this in um rend it, i didn't know i was still hurt because the screen didn't turn red the only thing i could see was my health slowly ticking away so having that yeah. on it i think of the on-screen indicators kind of like the you know the dash in your car Right, you, with a second that you notice a different light on, you have like a panic attack. Like, oh my god, what light is on the on the dashboard of my car? And it's the same thing with with like with this. So if you notice the red yep. blood, you'll uh, you'll go ahead and uh, do that. They've also uh, reworked and done some things with respawning. They say that because it uses the point system, it, it's it's not based on time. It actually uses points, so you have to earn points to be able to get the higher levels of, of respawn options and they were saying that there was a problem because um squads were respawning for uh, for an infinite amount of time so random respawn costs you 25 points but there's no timer a sector respawn costs you 50 points and has a 15 second cooldown and it increases 15 seconds for each consecutive use um so you have to wait you can't just die and respawn and die and respawn that's just a sector that's a zone in the map a shelter respawn will cost you 75 points and will have a cooldown of 30 seconds and it will increase 30 seconds for each consecutive use. And then the squad respawn will cost you 100, but will have 60 second cooldowns uh, and those will again add up so that they, they will multiply. Um, so obviously there was an issue with that where 
big groups, as long as essentially one person could stay alive, you may be able to keep a gunfight going on. They've made some modifications for that. And they've also added underwater caves, uh, which is kind of odd for this game. And frankly, based on the screenshots, they don't look amazing. Um, I would assume that there's going to be some sort of a cool loot in there. But there's caves, so go ahead and check it out. Um, kind, I don't. I'm the, the these images aren't super great. Um, they've changed. They've added some uh, different colored beanies to the games, and then they've um, updated the supporter pack, um, which uh, which you can use if you're a supporter. You can use you can whistle. So they've added whistling to yes. it. Uh, you can whistle. They've uh, done some bugs. Uh, for example, fix the bug with doors staying closed. Some client crashes couple of quality of life uh, changes and then a whole bunch of admin commands. Um, they, they, and there's a known issue. There's a couple of known issues on here as well. And then the comic, uh, which they are in full swing on. I think they've done, they've done three pages of, uh, of the comic so far. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, you so can do, do you so. think that this, so each of these are kind of in a square box, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that this is something that throughout because they want this to be a story and they want there to be an actual story kind of behind how you got to this point and you're on the show uh doing this game show yeah that's, that, that's that what scum is yeah yeah so do you think that they're going to then use the stills from this comic to kind of tell the story through the game that right now they're creating a comic but it's going to be the actual story of what's happening in the game or what you know the story that they start telling as you play. I'm sure because it, as we've discussed, it's very hard to, it's very hard to do lore inside of a game when it's run and gun PvP kill things. So this is kind of their way to, if you're interested in it, you can go and get it, and then they can just build the game kind of around it. It's kind of like Conan. Conan didn't have to really write a story per se. They did a yeah. little bit, but they didn't have to because. Ding ding! There's so there's much, a, so much lore and already backstory with the whole Conan franchise and yep. the whole name Conan. So they didn't have to work very hard at that. They still did. They they did things, but they didn't have to go. They didn't have to. It build just seems a like it would make scratch. a lot of sense for them to then use this because your average person doesn't go and look at these. I mean, no, probably not. But it's your average, you know, per- your most, average- pe- most people don't read patch notes. Would you? Yeah, but I would make the argument because I think that they're in the there's a pop up in the in the home screen, but I would make the argument that this game has got such a niche community that the people playing are probably looking at these. Probably. Yeah. Well, it, I I think with them, I mean, this game has a lot of potential if they can just get that end game to it, get this story in there to where people feel attached to the character or feel like there's a point to things. I think that's where they really struggled before because like what was the point of doing all this stuff i'm on a game show but i couldn't really tell you know you're just kind of running around like you do in daisy or games like that uh rust what do i do next and i think that that's what would set this set this game apart and make it unique is if they actually had a point to why you're doing something or a goal yeah and hope, maybe that's what they're looking at doing because there is some sort of a story as i said that that puts you into that place and something you're supposed to be trying to accomplish that's the plan, at least. Uh, now, and we've disagreed a little bit on if the, how necessary that is, but uh, they, they they've got somebody working on it and 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 doing it. So I guess they think it's worthwhile. I guess. Yep. So we'll see. All right. Um, do you want to talk about some PUBG? 
Yeah, they've got a whole bunch of stuff here. Yes. So one thing is they changed their domain name. I don't know if you noticed that. It's now PUBG.com. So they were actually able to to ah. get PUBG.com because before cost. it was it was Play Battlegrounds before. Hmm. So uh, so so if you go there now, uh, Play Battlegrounds does forward to this, but they put out their update number twenty seven, and this one, I mean, there is a video inside of there that's pretty short i don't know if you want to play that really quick yeah. so it's just a video right after you open it it's yeah. only like a minute and minute and something long okay this is um this is a pubg update number 27. welcome to patch 27. today we're excited to announce the grand opening of survivor pass 3 wildcard the addition of a brand new weapon changes in weapon balance and more Survivor Pass 3 is now available and will remain open for the next 10 weeks. Like before, you'll earn XP by completing missions, though the missions themselves have gotten some adjustments to be a little easier to complete. With over 60 items to unlock, you can jump in, complete missions, and dress to kill. Next up is the MP5K, a new SMG that will spawn exclusively on Vikendi in place of the vector on that map. Able to accept all attachments, including stocks, grips, and scopes, and come in with single, burst, and full auto options, the MP5K is a highly versatile weapon useful for short to mid-range combat. Give the MP5K a go on your next drop and blast your way through the icy competition of Vikendi. After hearing and analyzing your feedback, we've also made some significant changes to weapon balance. Log in now and you'll find aim punch has been reduced significantly, attachments for pistols and SMGs have been merged, the M16A4 has gotten some improvements, and more. See our patch notes for the full scope of what's new, and make sure to tell us what you think of these changes. Both the in-game and lobby UI have seen some design changes and content additions as well. As you scroll down the settings menu now, you'll find a preview image and explanation for each selected option. The in-game systems menu now also includes a key guide tab. And finally, more customizable options have been added within the team management tab. We hope you'll find these changes help improve your overall gameplay experience. And as always, we look forward to your feedback. For the full patch notes, check out the link in the description below or on PUBG.com. All right, a quick PUBG update. Um, I like when they do those videos, short, sweet, and to the point. Um, yep. So that's, uh, that's good. What Did you want to highlight anything else from, uh, from the update, or did that do a pretty good summary? Um, no, so, well, there are some... One thing that they did change, and they there's a lot of videos for this, so yes, we you, can just play them. You've made this very, very tough on me. Short videos are never the so I know, I know. Uh, but one thing that I don't know why they spent so much time on this, but they really focused on the character movement sounds. And so they had to go through and show a video of every single variation that they did here. And so I don't know if you just want to play one and we can just listen for a second. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So we'll start off with the first one here, which is, what's the first one here? Russell sound improvements. Is that the first one that you've got? Yeah, so, it, well, is there, is there a number? You're, are you doing the first one on the list? So this is yeah. with equipment. Um, so if you have a backpack, um, a gun, you know, you have a, a lot of items on you, that this is the sound that you'll hear doing that. Okay. Not really sure what so, those sounded almost identical to me. 
so that okay so that was the before and the after the, as i said i don't know why they spent so much do we time have, do we have did to show the rest that? do we have to show the rest of these i don't i don't i can't tell the difference are okay, any so of them actually one, noticeable the one no <laughs> okay there is all you hear is a slight little difference of it a, a, a slight at different timings and maybe the amount that happened kind of close together with the originals, I'll tell you this. This doesn't make very good podcast material, I think, is, 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 is the purpose here. I mean... Okay, so, okay I, so so he says play the backpack uh, with backpacks. So that'd be the third one. Uh, I don't have a third. I have a second and a fourth. Let's see. I'm saying the, here, the one I've highlighted right here. Okay, let's try this one. Listen closely. So you can hear they added a slight like keys jangling. I mean, I get it, but it... so that I mean that's pretty much that was a huge part of that patch. I just I don't know. Okay, that's enough of that. I, I don't mean, know that... why they I don't know why they spent all their time. I mean, it just this seems odd to me because it's such almost unnoticeable the difference. Brian, are you ready mm-hmm. to introduce the new and improved infection podcast? All right, let's hear this. All right, so here we are. This is us. This is us currently right now. We're going to go to our banner screen. Welcome back. It's the new and improved infection podcast. We've changed everything, right? All everything is different. <laughs> it's all it's all new. I mean, this I mean, this so, so how can you make a cross comparison video when you've made such little minute changes? I mean, that first video I could I couldn't I could not really tell that there was a difference. That's yeah, that's what I found really odd. It's like you're listening and it's like, "Okay, you changed the jang- the jingling of the ch- of the keys slightly, but I mean, I, I can you imagine how much they probably spent doing that? I can make some. I mean, they're making a I'm big. Going to. They're, they're making a big deal of this. I bet you that they like went all out and recorded all this and did all kinds of crazy stuff. When all they need to really do is just change a little thing that on the random in Unreal, yeah. how often it calls it. I mean, that's all that sounds like they did. And they're all saying, "Oh, we went and readjusted all these things." Firebomb says he really wants the, changed it. Firebomb says he wants the old one back, so we'll we'll revert back to our previous form. There we go. We're good. We reversed. We reversed right. the wipe. We're good to go. Um, yeah. All right. Okay, that's useless. Um, I mean, it's good that they're doing stuff like that, but it seems like you'd want to do a better cross comparison. Well, yeah, we do. You didn't even notice the first time. No, that we played it, that that was supposed to be the before and the after. You know, I mean, it's just it was unless you pointed out and be like, okay, I can kind of tell a little bit of a difference, but it's not it's not even worth making a post about. Um, Now, one thing also they did is they have a subsite for that pass. If you want to go look at all the stuff they have on that survivor pass, you go to pass.pubg.com. That'll have all the graphics and everything that you can go check out. Uh, and, and things that they're going to be, you'll be able to earn during that. And they always, they do a really good job with these, these mini websites that they do. So definitely check that out. Uh, and this is on, they, they don't have it on Xbox one and PS4 yet. Gotcha. So it's just on the PC one, but they will be doing it soon to where you can use the survivor pass on those soon TM as they say. Yep. All right. But these guys are fairly timely. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. Um, 
let's talk about miscreated they had a an update here um that was put out i believe this date is last thursday um and oh my graphics aren't loading yeah that was thursday um hmm. okay there it is so this was um so there was an original there was an original update and then they did a hot fix on it so they've done some things with the base building recipes. The recipes for crafting base building parts have been simplified, which is something yes. that uh, has been a, the bit, probably the biggest issue with... Um, it's such a pain to make a base, especially when they're going to be destroyed by a hatchet within a day. Yes. Um, they're saying that the intermediate panels are no longer needed, which um, is going to simplify that process. And they say crafting base building parts will now be easier and much faster than before. Brian. Yes. Why did they not do this when they just relaunched and redid the whole freaking game like three months ago or whenever they did their big grand reveal? Why did they not do this? Because I'll I'll give you my opinion. Now, this is not based on anything that they've said, but my opinion is because they want a hardcore game and i think they're starting to find that as that is such a niche audience that they are not getting the player numbers that they thought they would have after release people don't want we talked about this actually one we talked about this was it last week or the week before where one of the beautiful things about h1z1 or what is now just survive or was just survive <laughs> was the fact that you could get up and going and you could get a base built and it didn't take forever and you weren't out of the game as soon as you died yeah they want they, on this one they've been trying to keep it so hardcore that it pretty much eliminates most of your of the player base of people who actually want to play this so i just don't get it i think it's been very clear now i think they're slowly starting to become less and less hardcore yeah but i mean okay brian but that's great if you want to slowly become less hardcore but by the time you make your full transition into your new game nobody wants to freaking play it the problem is that when you trickle features like this there's no point when everybody says oh this is now the game that i've been wanting to play no one will realize yeah you're telling me that these so slowly three bullet points in their show notes or their in their updates is going to make me drop everything I'm doing and go play the game? No. I mean, this is, seems like this would have been the perfect thing to do with their big patch that they just did. Yep. So I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but there, there's some sort of a, hey, you know, this is the kind of game we want. You know, if you can't play, get over a certain number of players. I mean, the game is beautiful. There's so much there. If they could just get that last little bit. So it would, it seems like it'd be so much better, but they've, that's one thing that they've not done up to this point is really make base building viable. And maybe this is, maybe this is what it takes. Maybe it's easy enough now to build a base to where you're like, okay, this is worth it. Uh, it's kind of hard to say, cause all they said is simplified. They didn't I got, actually say, I guess I'll have, have, have to give it a try. Uh, they've also made some general game changes as well. Uh, the many fixes and enhancements to the modding support, which I think actually could be something that helps them significantly. Um, adding a new level via modding now works. Um, after a modded server has been joined and then subs- and then substantially leaving the server, the game will now exit and must be restarted. So what I understand that to mean is 
When you join a modded server, it loads the mods into your game. And the only way to unload the mods is to restart the whole... That seems a little broken to me, but I guess that's probably something with Crytek. Isn't that what they what they use? CryEngine? It's got to be something with CryEngine. Yeah, it probably just loads them in to a certain point where it doesn't it has to relaunch the client just to even so that, go to normal. That's not great. That's That sucks. Um, I don't know how big of a deal it is, but you have to restart the game every time to even jump between modded servers, it would appear. Um, so they've got that. The game builds process no longer encodes some additional XML files, so they can easily be read and modified via mods. Um, and they give a couple of file extensions that they use on that. Uh, skins awarded from driving a boat on the i3D servers, which are their official servers, will now be awarded correctly. Driving a quad bike on an i3D server will now award a random quad bike skin uh, to match the other vehicles. The following items can now be stored in kiosks. Iron sights, thatch, uh, and f a fire drill, which is used to create fire. Um, the bulldog, which is a weapon, is now correctly marked as a primary uh, slot weapon in Steam. That's part of their Steam kiosk inventory system. Watermelon seeds will now spawn. Uh, the Nvidia power. They, 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 that's with this patch. I mean, they did with the release. Farming was a new thing that they what that I haven't heard too much about since. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't remember. I remember us talking about it, but I don't remember us doing anything with it. Seeing it, we never. Well, the thing is, we could never get progressed enough to actually make a base. Yeah. And farm. Yeah. Well, that's true. Or get anything done. Um, set the yep. Nvidia power mode to perform maximum instead of optimum. A uh, very specific issue. Uh, all item names and descriptions can now be translated via an external XML file. So that's for multi uh, multilingual support. Uh, the do muggies can now spawn with random colored skins and quad bikes can now spawn with random colored skins. Uh, reduce the rotten pumpkin weight to match the normal pumpkin weight. Several items have had their Oops. weights reduced Due to the base building recipe changes, wink, wink. Um, any of the old base building panel pieces are no longer needed and can be removed from storage or inventory and fix the weight on the flashlight pistol attachment. That's part of items. Uh, vehicles have adjusted the entry and exit helper locations for the tractor that the indicator pops up showing you can or can't enter it. In the UI, they added a new filter has been added to the server browser, so modded servers can be filtered out by default. And when joining a modded server, a new message is displayed informing you that the server is modded and allowing you to cancel joining it. Um, and then they fixed helicopter, fixed quote helicopter sounds when firing MP5 at a distance. Why it seem they seem to have some weird issue with these modded servers, like they're adding it into the game, but. Um, why do you need to give people a caution message when they're joining a modded server? Put it. Why not just have a cancel whenever you're joining any server? Why not but, put a cancel? But up there's, there? there's what's an, the point? Of, what's the difference between modded? Are people worried? Now, here's the one thing that you'd have to ask: Are these mods insecure? Are they not actually? Can something happen with these mods that they're actually concerned that you? Oh, I'm joining a server I don't recognize. I need to cancel out of this before something happens. I mean, it's like. <laughs> It, it's it's like you're browsing a a shady torrent website when you're trying to join a modded server and miscreated. They've got an indicator on the on the the on the server browser. There's a, a symbol that indicates that it's modded. 
I mean, it's just very yeah. odd. They want people to um, join the modded service, pre presumably. And I guess they think that uh, the modded community and modded servers are potentially the future of this game. But and then in the exact same um, vein, they're kind of sabotaging it, not sabotaging, but they're they're just complicating it a little bit. So uh, that's just I don't odd. know. That's one thing I haven't really understood is. It seems like they if if you're gonna have all these variations of servers, why not have a non-hardcore version? I mean, the problem is that they haven't put in enough tools for the servers themselves to change settings to actually. Because that's one thing we found: we ran a private server, and we couldn't make it easier. <laughs> there was it, it was pretty much we're running a server that's exactly like the dedicated miscreated servers. There's nothing extra that we can do. We can't. You made it snow. give ourselves anything. I mean, I, the only thing I could do is control the weather. That was the <laughs> limit of my server admin abilities. And so I, I don't know. I just, I would, I would, if I were them, if they were really wanting to make private servers viable, give them more tools that are, I mean, maybe they're saying, well, you could make a mod to do that. Well, it shouldn't be a mod to be able to spawn in an item. You know what I'm saying? Like there <laughs> well, should I guess be. The engine things like that are very complicated. It can't be that hard. I mean, you're making an assumption <laughs> with, with, with a little your... bit of code, a little bit of code and they could do it. All right. A little bit of code. I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you. It's got to be complicated. I mean, they've been, it seems like all I, they do is I, do. I, honestly, it couldn't be. I mean, it's like spawning an <laughs> item into the world. It honestly cannot be that hard. All right, Brian. All right. All right. All yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very possibly as long as you had an item list, that's the thing is, Again, it's, that's it's my like, point, Brian. You're making assumptions that they have a that there is some grand item list that they can just use. There There's has to be. They have to have a, a database of all the items. I don't I'm know. You, there's a data table. That I has I, I refuse. I refuse to believe you. You're so you, oh, every here's a, here's a, here's what pisses me off about when you say stuff like this, Brian. You just two minutes ago said how much time did the PUBG people put into that those stupid audio fixes? Everything is easy. Except for the PUBG audio fix, that was very complicated. But this is two seconds. Explain well, I, I, that's why. That's but that's what I said. I said with that PUBG audio fix, it should have. It, all they did was change the timing of the. But the you said, could the, you imagine the amount of time they put into it? They probably. I'm saying it probably the amount of time they put into that was a huge waste. That's the point I was getting <laughs> oh at. Oh my god, you're crazy. <laughs> they they probably put a bunch of resources into changing that stupid oh audio when they really shouldn't have. <laughs> That's what I say. But with this, they could actually change this. Yeah. Text, uh, Sean says replacing backpack.wave is hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all it is. Yes. Yeah, in, my, in my new game that I'm coming out with, uh, Weather Simulator, I'm changing tornado sound.aif or, or some obscure, dot real. My real audio player is going to be, gonna be yeah. hot, hot off the presses. So, anyways, so that, yeah. I, I don't know there's some tools but i do know so chris was it who we had on the podcast at one time chris from where well from miscreated uh miscreated yeah yes. wasn't it chris yeah. was it uh, i believe name? i believe it was chris yeah i know that he made the server tools so i mean he's doing other things and then he's also making the server tools so i think he's the only person on the team would be doing that so it's pretty much for him to go and do that it's like okay well don't do this other other thing or I don't know how much money they're, if they have a limited on the amount of time that they 
spend on this project. I mean, there may be a limit to where they, you're only making this much money this week <laughs> per week. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how their thing works. <clears throat> they have got a, uh, we were talking about rent with a finite resource. They are an incredibly yeah. small team. Like they're less. That's than what I'm saying people. is they, it, they may have other jobs that they do and this is a certain they, they have a contract or something to work a certain number of hours per week I don't, who knows so i'm assuming there's a reason that he hasn't just dedicated however much amount of time to put those things in yes um all right well that's miscreated and brian as we're sitting here a uh an update for a game has come out um yes. dead matter has released a their dev vlog number seven it's a long yes. video. It's about six and a half minutes. Do you want to do that now or would you want to do that next week? No, let's go ahead and do that. And then um, I don't know that there's really we can we can hold off on some of the other titles. OK, we, well. and, we, and we'll have a couple minutes once we uh, once we get back from that. But this is uh, this is Dead Matter uh, update number seven. Hot off the presses uploaded to YouTube three whole minutes ago. So uh, we'll watch that, we'll talk about it, or we'll listen, and then we'll uh, talk about it. Hey survivors, welcome to Dead Matter Vlog 07. My name is Nick Z, the lead developer of Dead Matter, and I'm super excited to show off some of the stuff we've been making progress on over the last couple of months. Our lead artist Shirk has been hard at work on adding a batch of new locations to our world. We now have a set of lakeside cabins. These are great spots to check for loot as you navigate through the world. A summer camp, which is the perfect place to stop by and check for some camping supplies. An electrical substation. This substation will act as one of the sources of electricity in our closed alpha map area. A radio station, perfect for broadcasting about your male vitality products. A trailer park, just off the highway. Some metal storage warehouses. Another trailer park, as well as some other very minor locations, such as these metal shacks that are scattered around the area. All of the new locations that have been added are roughly within walking distance to one another. This is because every major player movement corridor, such as the valleys in the mountainous regions or the once bustling highways that stretch across the map, will have points of interest built up alongside them. We aim to have players that are exploring our world to frequently encounter small points of interest. You won't be running from town to town for 30 minutes without anything to look at or to loot. We aim to make our world feel easy to navigate. Markers such as radio towers or billboards can be found near towns, remote locations, and alongside highways. These markers are used to naturally guide the player through our world. There have also been some improvements to how foliage is procedurally placed in our world. We're also working on some changes for our sky and weather system that should be available for the next vlog. Nomad's been doing some work in the vehicle department. We've now got a brand new sedan being added to the game. It's reliable, hits like a brick, and will soon have a police variation. For those of you, that will be instantly selecting the police occupation. Nomad's also taken a Kickstarter-era concept for a news van and turned it into a new vehicle. These will be found scattered throughout the world, and some of them will be drivable. He's also created some medical items that will be used in-game. An epinephrine auto-injector, a morphine auto-injector, and a blood-type testing kit. Nomad's also created a set of camping tents that can be set up near your camp. They act as storage and a place that you can crawl inside of for protection from the elements. There's also a set of soccer field assets that Nomad has created. The audience really doesn't seem to like being recorded, however. There have been some additions to the weapon system. Now you can check how much ammo is remaining in your weapon by pressing the check ammo key. I've also made some improvements to how weapons are put down. Long weapons such as the Mosin will now be extra punishing in close quarters. Grenades have also now been implemented. There are currently three different types of grenade. 
a fragmentation grenade, which causes an explosion that not only damages players but has a chance of embedding shrapnel into those who survive the initial explosion. A smoke grenade, which is currently used for blocking visibility. Please note that the smoke effects are currently made by me and not an artist and they'll probably change for the better in the near future. A flashbang, which upon exploding will blind players and make it very difficult for them to see. All of our grenades do not use a traditional physics system and instead follow a deterministic flight path. If you can throw a grenade at the exact same angle on the exact same wall, you will get the exact same outcome every single time. Grenades are not common in dead matter and we want people to be able to use them to their full effect when they find them. With some help from our talented animation lead, we've now changed how our reloading system works. Drum magazines no longer cause heartache or buggy clipping when they're being reloaded, which you might have noticed in our previous vlog. Remember the rifle from our trailer in May? After we brought on the shiny Haxorus, all of our existing weapon animations were canned, including those for the service rifle, and the service rifle itself. We've now got a brand new set of animations for it, and a brand new set of meshes. Same modularity as before, but we think it looks a lot better than our previous version. Weapons can now jam if they are in poor condition. They can be unjammed by hitting the reload key. We've also got a brand new laser pointer attachment, which will help players when using a weapon and not aiming down sights. These are especially useful on weapons that shine at close quarters combat. I've been working on an implementation of a new physical attribute system called SATA. SATA stands for Strength, Endurance, Dexterity, Agility. It's meant to be a reflection of your character's physical attributes. Strength is tied into maximum carry weight, as well as your maximum hit points and how much damage you deal with melee weapons. Endurance, which is responsible for maximum limb health and your resistance to poison and infection. Dexterity, which is responsible for how quickly you do things with your hands, including reloading, cycling the action on shotguns, and bolt-action rifles such as the Mosin Nagant. Agility determines how quickly you do things with your body, including how quickly you can raise a weapon after sprinting, how long you can sprint for, and how fast you are when sprinting. There is now a carry weight system. There is no hard limit, however, if you are over-encumbered you will start to move more slowly when sprinting. Death, unconsciousness, and falling over now have a UI element that go with the effect. Melee weapons now have hit detection similar to Left 4 Dead 2. There's now a series of capsule traces that sweep across your screen, making melee weapons much easier to use. Our medical system beforehand was simple. Limbs took damage, and that was basically that. Not anymore. I've gone ahead and performed the first pass on a brand new medical system. Currently, there are 13 different conditions in dead matter that you can be affected by. Sprained ankles, leg fractures, infections, food poisoning, pain, broken ribs, hypothermia, hyperthermia, poisoning, bleeding, embedded shrapnel, embedded bullets, and anaphylaxis. These conditions can also be treated in-game through a variety of items, such as the ones shown off earlier. I've also implemented a system that allows you to easily remember your character's blood type. Simply use a blood testing kit and the blood type will be displayed within the medical menu. Want to help out with the project? You can! Show us some love by sharing this video on social media or you can back the game via Indiegogo. Want to interact with us? Feel free to drop by our Discord or forums. The links are in the description. We're a passionate team, and our goal is to make a damn good game. And with the announcement that we made last month, I'd like to extend our gratitude to the community. You guys have been so patient and kind in giving us the time that we need to bring Dead Matter to a state that we feel is palatable and fun to play. The feedback and criticism that we've received has helped us shape Dead Matter into a much better product, and we plan on keeping up with our community throughout Early Access and beyond our 1.0 release. Thank you for watching this to the end. We truly appreciate your support. All right. Uh, quick dead matter update. 
some interesting things in there. Brian, I'll tell you this. We have got to get our show in one of these radio stations in one of these games. Everybody's got the radio station. We've got to get in there. At least an episode. I bet it, I bet you they would let us if we recorded a special thing that was more generic that maybe talked about oh, news of the area. I like this. We're going to become like a production I could house. talk to them. We should. I think we should do that. We, should, we'll, can, we'll do like, yeah, we'll do like a, a broadcast. Yes, this is a great If they idea. give us a script, like what they want us to talk about, we have to make it believable. Hey, Brian. No? No. I don't know if we need to do those noises, <laughs> those noises that way. Okay, I'm just, I mean, just saying. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, a couple comments in chat about it. Uh, Donnie brings up the point that the game has grenades. It's not even out yet. Um, yet Daisy still can't get grenades in their game. Uh, that is just kind of the frustration that we were talking about earlier with Daisy. It's kind of it's shit like that that yep. really bugs people. Um, overall, I mean, I think it that I proceed with caution. With any the the problem is they've delayed the game. They've delayed the game now. What twice they've delayed it? I think um, two or three times. Uh, two or three times they've delayed it. We don't really. We, all we've seen is seven video logs thus far and they look good the chances of the game coming out are it's probably going to come out those chances are probably pretty good but we've seen videos still pictures images whatever we have not seen a lot of we haven't (laughs) we haven't played it and nobody has played it nobody's touched a launcher Nobody's touched an executable. Nobody, nobody has done anything, and um, and and that's where we are. So, you know, even Donnie says uh, he said in here earlier, um, the game looks decent. I'm seriously proceeding with caution, though, going to wait to buy it. I I think that is a valid opinion. To, even though Dead Matter looks like it could be an amazing game, I think that's a valid opinion to have based on yeah. based on the past. I mean. How many times are you going to get screwed over? How many times are you going to get screwed over before you stop making the same mistake? And that's kind of where so we this, are with this game. This game visually has it looks good visually. What it will really come down to, I think, as far as whether this is going to work, is performance and uh, multiplayer, and if if that part of it works. Because visually, like it, it looks really good. I mean, it's a visually nice looking game. It's got a lot of stuff in there, but will gameplay feel? like what you're expecting when you go into that. Will it feel riveting? Will the zombies actually matter? Um, I think that's what what's going to be the question. will be interesting to see once they actually release. Yeah. So I, I, we're in, uh, we're in, we're in a waiting, uh, a, a waiting pattern. I mean, I understand talking about, hey, we're going to keep the community up to date. I don't, I'm not, I'm not doubting that. I'm not trying to indicate that they're being untruthful, that they're lying, nothing like that. But in all fairness, we've heard this. Time and time yep. and time and time and time and time and time again. So yep. proceed with caution. I think is a good. Now, I'm excited for it. I'm hyped for it. I'm 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 hoping that it that it does well. But I don't. Nobody knows. I mean, this game this yep. game very well could not come out at all. I something will come out. Whether or not it's rush. I mean, the thing is, is they don't seem to be rushing. So unlike this other one, then this is kind of my point originally when we were talking about rend is they, those other guys probably live, you know, in California, they have a high cost of living. Like they're viewing it more as a job. 
where these guys view it more as a passion project. They're putting in probably more time than what they're being paid for, right? Uh, and they're wanting, they have a certain expectation of what they want this to be. I think that, uh, I think that that's the difference with this is these guys are just putting in all the time, regardless of whether or not they're getting money out of it immediately. So whether or not it's actually going to be good, it's, we'll see. But I think that personally, I'm fine with waiting because we've had too many trash games over the however many years that I just don't need another one in my, my library of games. That's no good. I, um, you know, take your time if that's what it takes. I, um, I, I agree with you that I don't, that, that it doesn't need to be rushed and that they're taking their time. But I also think that that can be a problem because hype uh, uh, trends change. And we have seen just in this, just in the length of us doing this program over the past four years, um, yeah. we have seen the trend change and yeah. Daisy where when they originally announced, we're going to do a standalone. Oh, that's great. I mean, it was, like, Z, it was something I mean, that was going to be better than H1Z1. And then they took way too long and okay, everybody's done with H1Z1. They moved on. Well, I mean, we, we I just, we've seen, but we just saw the whole zombie trend. We saw it. We, we lived it. We saw, it. I mean, we're in the BR trend right now. Every game is introducing a BR mode that at some point is going to fade out. And I, I, I don't want them to rush the game to completion, but I do think yeah. that you need to have a healthy amount of uh kick in the rear end to somebody has got to be keeping the pedal on the metal and yeah. it can't just be this lackadaisical. Well, you know, whatever, we'll release it whenever we want kind of thing. I mean, there's gotta be, there's gotta be some push behind getting it actually. Cause after enough devlogs or, or posts or pictures or videos on the internet, people are going to go, Sh give me a damn product or shut up about it. Because I mean, that's yeah. what you, that's what it turns into. I mean, you want, I well, want they need to, play to the decide game. how much are they going to be considering alpha early access type of a thing? How much do they want to release? How much do they want to develop and do after the fact and, and kind of put out as features? Because I think that was the downside of scum is they released too early. I mean, the base of the game was there, but there wasn't anything to do. And people were like, eh, there's not enough to do. And they haven't gone back to it. At what point will people come back and give it a second chance? Because there's enough features. I could have enough features now. We don't know. Because people aren't going back and giving it a second chance. So I think these guys need to have enough features in there to where the first time, okay, there was stuff to do. Maybe they reached the end of that stuff to do. Kind of like we did uh, with Conan originally. I mean, we played Zara? Conan. Zero. Yeah, Zero. Yeah, um, uh, so, so far, he's doing more of a PvP, but he's going to have to come up with, if, if, he's, if it's going to be more than PvP, uh, you know, he's going to have to put in some content before he considers it ready to, but, to release but i i know what i meant with that was the fact that that he has released a very alpha stage yeah. of a game to get people in there and i i think uh and letting people play it but that's the that's thing is the they key. could do that with this they that's could, my point they could do free weekends that would be very smart they've of them got to, do. to you've got to get just some, so you've got to get see, them okay in. well here's what we have so far and then people would probably be more willing to give them a chance and a break of all right let's we see that you've done a lot uh, and you have a list here, have a roadmap that says, here's the stuff that we still want to release and, and let people, I mean, that'd be a good way to bring them in, get them hyped uh, and maintain that without it being just a, oh, we showed you a video of stuff we're working on. Uh, you have got, that's what we've had so far. You've got to get people in game. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to, you can't just videos and it stuff only go so far. You've got to get them in game. 
And I think that for them, they're probably viewing it as we want to ha- we want to have a fairly complete map, and then what we'll be adding afterwards mostly is mechanics and polishing. I, I would assume that that's kind of their thinking, but they want to have enough there to where people get a good idea of the, of the game the first time they play it. Yeah, which I understand, but there will be a point. I mean, they way underestimated the first time. I mean, it was it was ridiculous how much they underestimated the first release. Yeah, and 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 as we've talked about, it's a learning thing. You know, you, you've got to learn with it. They, as long as they learn from their mistakes, we're good. Yep. Um. I've okay. So yeah, I've got something. Yeah, else go here. Uh, Atlas uh, had an update that they released, and this uh, I, this I got reminded by this because we were supposed to have a march wipe the, the this we're, the official yep. wipe is supposed to happen in march and i know brian hold your jaw up because it's gonna drop they they didn't do it in march i mean this is just so shocking from the arc team the team that i was could- actually watching it yeah the, over the last couple of days i was because they said I, I looked at the last day and i was like oh there's no update uh, <laughs> so, so they put out of course an update on the 30th um and they said uh, they put out a, a, a note saying uh, that they want to give you a quick status update that Atlas 1.5, which is the this version that we talked about at this point probably a month ago, um, and it that is going to be hitting the public test realm next Wednesday. So that's going to be uh, tomorrow, the 3rd of April. And by then, there will be an in-depth captain's log. So on next week's program, we'll have a full update on what's all, what all is going to be in there. And then... Um, I guess shortly after it's on test, it will go to the public. Uh, it'll yeah. get because they the haven't put way. out any patches in the past week. There has been zero patches. And then they're saying going forward, weeks we expect major updates to come on a monthly basis, which will include content such as new items, weapons, creatures, and new areas for players to check out. Uh, we know that this update has taken quite some time, and we really appreciate everyone's patience as we mm-hmm. as we <laughs> as, as we dug down to the core of the claiming system and reworked it. We expect that we'll have this ready to ship on the main network by the week of the 8th of April. So some point next week. And then of course the steam so six days from now, well, that, the, that week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'll just read you some of the quick steam comments, literally the most pathetic gaming company. Um, seriously, this is ridiculous. At what point did you even, do you even know how to release a complete product with arc um, just bad timing. This is literally just arc all over again. I mean, the people are pissed and they should be. Yeah. I mean, there's a point of the, I think you get some leeway on missing, uh, dates. And the reason that arc was able to blow past so many dates is because the game ex- far exceeded everybody's expectations. But yeah. Atlas is not Atlas has been uh, first. I, Atlas, in my opinion, was, was misled from the start the the whole concept and everything was not accurate so it was not what we expected well it's not what they said i mean they they claimed it to be some crazy pirate pvp game and what it turned into is spend 40 hours building a ship to get it instantly destroyed i mean that's what it was nobody was actually hanging out on the you couldn't hang out on the ships you died instantly you couldn't you would people were dying and respawning on the ships because they didn't have the um, nutrient system dealt with. Yeah. 
So they, they brought it on themselves. So no, you don't get they Atlas does not have the same uh, leeway that Ark had because they they have managed to royally f it up time and time again. Yeah. So. Well, that's Atlas. I, and and that's I, I I totally forgot about it today when I was doing the notes because they didn't put out any updates and I was wasn't even thinking about it. So that shows you how much we're looking forward to it. I mean, I want to play it, dude. I'm telling you, I want to get, I want no. to, I would love to play Atlas, but it's just, it's just lackluster. Yeah. I mean, it, they need to have other stuff to do. I mean, they, it needs to be a full world that has, well, I think this NPCs update could be lots that. of stuff. I think this update, so hopefully be it will be better. Yeah. All right. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Um, we got most of the stuff. There was a League of Legends update. So for those who know how a lot of people love League of Legends, <laughs> yeah, so I put I'm, that in the I'm, notes. I've been playing League of Legends. Um, uh, Outlaws of the Old West put out an update, uh, small one. Uh, Unturned put out an update. And Z1 Battle Royale put out an update. Uh, and Hurt World, of course. Fractured Lands, Dead by Daylight, which you do actually like. I'll put out updates this week. So we'll have uh, links to those in the show notes if you're interested in any of those. One thing about Dead by Daylight is they did put out the Ash versus Evil Dead yes, character. Today. So if you're a fan of that that movie series, then uh, then maybe you'll enjoy that character. Yep, that's out. Uh, I believe that came out today. And then they're still doing their Switch and uh, the Nintendo Switch version and dedicated server version uh, which is coming out later this year. So lots of, lots of big things on the horizon for... Uh, for the Dead by Daylight team. Cool. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? For the uh, end of the show? No, sir. I think we we got we got through a lot of stories this week. This was uh, this was good. Yes, we, we covered did. we covered a lot of news, so that's uh, that's always a uh, that's always a positive. Um, if we don't have anything else, we can go into current players. Does that work for you? Very good. Yep, we're good. All right. Well, current players is a segment where we talk about video games or well, not just the video games talk about actually we don't talk about them at all we talk about the numbers and who is actually playing them i do need to update this logo this h1z1 logo z1 battle royale currently playing 1141 the 24-hour peak 3905 with a 70 peak of 9858 moving on over to arc survival evolved 24,754 people currently playing it uh, the 24-hour peak is 37,002 with a 70 peak of 50,620. Let's take a look at Miscreated. This community size really hasn't adjusted at all. Currently playing 354, the 24-hour peak 604, and the 70 peak 780. Currently playing pa Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, 112,953. Currently, the 24-hour peak 831,820 with a 70 peak of 942,933. And finally, Atlas. As people await this update, 1,293, the 24-hour peak, 1,615, with a 70 peak of 2,307. And I guess that's not uh, not super surprising based on the fact that uh, anything that you're doing right now is going to be wiped in a matter of days. So we've seen that number kind of... That is the... Here's the problem. They screwed themselves because they announced this update so far, so long ago, and they've now delayed yeah. it by essentially two weeks that they've had. And all the people have already lost all their stuff or six gone weeks at all or quit playing six. You literally, by the time this comes out, if it doesn't get delayed again, you'll have six weeks ish 
five, six weeks worth of time in which people did not want to play because they thought they were going to lose their gear. If they knew it was going to be six yep. weeks, they may have played another week or two, but they didn't. Yep. Now the question is, will they come back? Because what if you get hooked on another game in, that, in those six weeks, Brian? Which is easy to do now. Very easy. So many other games. So, I mean, they, they, they screwed themselves by delaying. And I don't know how they continue to delay. I mean, do we, do we have to remember the launch? Delayed it 45 minutes after the game was supposed to be out. Yep. And, <laughs> I mean, but then it didn't really work for how long? The first couple of days, yeah. I mean, what, yeah. it's just a, what a disaster. So there's Atlas. Good luck. <laughs> yep. So we will see. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully this is a good launch. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, Christ. I made that, I made that, um, the server management thing for Linux and, People aren't really hosting servers for it because it's. Well, yeah. What are you gonna? I mean, what are you gonna do? Open up your, uh, open up your checkbook and write a two hundred and fifty dollar check a month to host all the servers that you need to, no. to host an atlas. They need, that's the thing is they need to have. Expensive. I mean, for for private servers to work, they have to have stuff for people to do. It can't just be we're gonna do PvP. Like it needs something beyond that because there's no point on the small servers to do anything yeah, and because and, and it's, it's like going to be zone. four squares that you're you're going around yeah what is that going to be uh how, how many is there two to four land masses per block i mean you could literally be you're looking at like yeah. 20 to 25 30 maybe land masses and some of those land yeah. masses are going to be uninhabitable based on what they are yeah. so i mean it's just crazy yeah and so they if once they maybe get to where in that smaller space, there's stuff to do. Cause right now they're relying on people just going long distances and fighting each other and sinking each other. That just doesn't work for private servers. So hopefully that turns around and yep. it'll become more fun. So, I hope so. I mean, all right. I'm invested. So yeah. So uh, let's go and do tip of the week where either I give a specific game or a general gaming tip. This one's more of a general gaming tip. I don't oh. give these very often. So this is tip of the week. All right, so I wanted to just mention to people that now is an excellent time to get into game development. You know, we talk about it every week. There's a lot of smaller teams that are making games. But right now, uh, two of the most popular game engines that people develop with are Unity and Unreal. And they're both, if you go to their marketplaces that they have for this, there's tons of stuff in them. Uh, Unity, it's said to be easier to get started on, uh, easier to work with. And it has a ton of assets on its store. I mean, just thousands and thousands of things that you can use. Uh, many are free. Um, there's a lot of things that you can purchase. Unreal, recently in their marketplace, they've actually started giving away free assets every month. And just from those, those free assets, and they've started marking some as permanently free. So ones that you used to have to pay for, uh, they now have permanently free, which... Uh, makes it so that it gives you a lot of the base things that you need to get started. Uh, and so they have character movement systems, they have weapon systems, they have landscape systems, all the things that you need to do are in there. And, uh, and it, it's enough to get you to where you could make a fun little prototype just, uh, just from those assets. 
Unreal, one thing that they have right now that may be a reason to get started is uh, they have Blueprints, which is kind of a, it's a visual scripting language. And it makes it a little easier than having to write code from scratch uh, in that one. It would be C++. Unity, they have a, uh, a visual scripting language that will be coming up in their 2019.2 release that is going to be coming up here very soon. So they're, they're going to have a visual scripting language that it'll, that'll be the first one that they add to it. Uh, and learning programming, one thing benefit of it and learning to uh, do some game development it is it will help you to better appreciate the games that come out or give more valid criticism. Uh, we had mentioned at the beginning I had talked to a developer and I had some criticism, but when they gave me an exact reason why that made sense of, of kind of the struggles that video game developers go through, uh, it made sense to me because I've, I've gone and looked at those things before. So it isn't easy, but it is fun. And so uh, these two ways, going to one of those, picking an engine, uh, going and looking at some of the assets, the free assets on their marketplaces is a perfect way to get started. And uh, it's a great way to start learning programming. So I would encourage you to do it. So that's tip of the week. Donnie says he disagrees with you for the first time in his life. <laughs> because because Donnie, Donnie, I've been trying to get him because he, Donnie does a lot. He did a lot of Arma modding. He's a modder. Yeah, I know. Yes. And this, it, the next step in that is that you then use an engine and actually start making the games themselves. And so I've been trying to convince him, but he is impatient. And he just hates he hates Unreal or he you know he hates <sighs> engines. So, and then Land Landgun Lance, our friend Lance, um, he and I have been working together, and I I've got him to where he's rigging characters. And he's doing I, I can't give stuff away, but NDA he's doing some very advanced things. <laughs> no, no, no. But the, no, that, yes, the, yeah. this all the struggles that we talked about with that first group, that what they were struggling with. Together, Lance and I have figured that out, and I don't want to give them the the way to do it because I want it to be something unique to us, right? But we have figured out that problem that they were talking you're about. You're holding your it's cards. Great. You're keeping your cards close. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, hey, here, everybody do this. It's perfect because then everyone else will be doing it too, and I don't want them to do that. So, hmm. All right. Uh, but yeah, so go ahead and get started. I mean, you may not be making games day one. I mean, you're not going to be out the gate. It, there is a learning curve to it, but uh, it is something to where if you keep at it, you know, you could work your way into the industry and there's a lot of niche areas in this rigging is one of them. It's very difficult to find someone who's good at rigging and Lance he's figured out like through the tools that I've been able to get him. He's been able to figure out rigging and, and rig a character from scratch. One it's very hard to do one quick note. Um, you do need a decent computer to do this. Like yes. if you, if you have a, if you can play new games that you could you could do it yeah but if you've got if you're barely getting by with you know 30 low frames settings. a second on low settings you good luck running <laughs> good luck trying to move around a scene in unreal or unity <laughs> rip your computer um so you yep. do need a, a halfway decent uh machine to do something like that yeah well yes and uh it, and that's where maybe unity at Unity seems to be a little bit less resource intensive. Um, you see a lot of mobile games and things like that. So mm -hmm. Unreal, if you look at, at a lot of the stuff you see in Unreal, usually they're really going for graphics and, and things to look a certain way. But you could make you could make a more simple game. You see people making games like Scum and things like that. You could make a very simple game in Unreal. It could be a 2D game. It could be a top view game. There's you're, It depends on what you're aiming for. You could make a mobile game 
and uh, if you have a low-end machine. <laughs> you can buy one for $24 on the U- Unity store and just yeah. change the... Pre- mostly made, and Lit- then you uh, could go through and no, just no, change the no, graphics. No, no, no. Not mostly made. Totally made. I was looking at this the other day with our friend Langun. Like, $37, Brian. Servers, multiplayer support, full UI, the, the character creation screen, private server. I mean, I, like, the whole freaking game. And it was like $37. I was blown away. So you could asset flip. Yep, you could. <laughs> and that's what people do. They, they do, yeah. So there you go. All right, very good. Um, um, are you ready for the game giveaways or anything else we need to announce before? No. Um, no, I think we're good. All right. So let's go ahead and draw this. PH. <laughs> so all the people are entering uh, entering the raffle just to uh, despite Lance, who thought he had it in the bag. Yeah, and, uh, you could just yeah. send him the code oh. anyway. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> I'm sure that, I got to keep my honesty here. I got to <laughs> oh keep God. the integrity of the raffle. Yeah. Well, when Lance doesn't join us at PAX now, it'll that. Yeah, I know why. It's your fault. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Brian. Um, well, uh, I think that's, oh, uh, our feedback form infectionpodcast.com forward slash feedback. Please let us know. Uh, we're asking what kind of games you'd like to hear about on a weekly basis. If you want to go ahead and fill that out, it's infectionpodcast.com forward slash feedback. Check it out and, uh, let us know, please uh, fill it out over the next two weeks and then we'll put some changes in place. So check it out. Very good. All right. If you want to find me, uh, at Boise computer on Twitter, Actually, one thing I want to mention one thing before oh, uh, Google Plus shut down today. Oh, I know. Don't make me. And I don't just make want, me upset. I just wanted to mention this because Google Plus is the reason, first of all, that I got into I am doing development now. Because I was doing stuff for uh, for stuff for Google Plus and mostly I was running the servers and doing graphics and things like that. And one of the uh, one of the people at Google said, you should start programming. You start coding. You get learned to code. I mean, I can't say that. Um, you should start programming. Oh my God. Yeah. Learn to code, learn, learn to code. Learn to code. <laughs> uh, that's what they told me. And because they said I would really interested in this. And so I started learning at that point now. And then also, um, that's how Nick and I know each other is oh, from Google crazy. plus. Yeah. Weird old and, men uh, that, contacting me on Google plus. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 Nissan communications in chat. He, he, we know him from Google plus, uh, and just, Nick has his job because I've, of Google Plus. I've moved 800 miles away from where I grew up because of Google Plus. There's a lot of my my entire being, as I said, as I was talking to uh, our friend Nissan Communications earlier today, my entire being is based around Google Plus, which is not yes. necessarily a good thing. <laughs> well, and that that's the that's the crazy thing is so much uh, of the things like how they are right now in my life are because of weird little things with Google Plus. And Circles. so, hey, join my circle, it was just, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just in that, and so that shut down officially today. The plus.google.com no longer shows up. Ugh. So I just wanted to mention that uh, because that is the only reason that we have this podcast today. Put an F in the uh, chat. Is, is because of that platform. So I just, uh, I just wanted to mention that and uh, give a little, I guess, shout out to a no longer existing platform. F's in so. the chat, boys. All right. 
All right. Anyways, if you want to find me at Boise Computer on so Twitter, sad. my blog, biteuptech.com. Uh, and then make sure you go check out our website, infectionpodcast.com, where on the upper right-hand side, we have our Join Our Discord button. On there is a great way you can hang out, communicate. If you want to play Game of the Week with us, uh, we do all that inside of that. And we have a channel where you can submit news if you want to uh, give us ideas of, of topics that we could cover. Make sure you fill out that, uh, that survey. Uh, we have a link to our Steam group if you want to get notifications before the live show starts. We have our YouTube channel on there and all of our audio uh, formats. We also have the show notes. Every single note that we've talked about today, if you want to go on there and view any of the videos, get look at any of the articles, we'll have those up tonight to where you can uh, look at tonight's episode or any other one that we've done in the past. So Yeah, except three minutes it. of last week's episode. <laughs> except, yeah, almost. <laughs> Uh, already, Brian. Thank you as always. Uh, two and a half hours is what we're uh, we're, we're approaching this evening. So I think this might be a, this is close to a new record um, yep. for for the program. Are right, you want to do another half an hour? No, I'm all set. I'm, I'm I, have, okay. I, have, I have I have work I still have to do, and I've got to upload this show. So um, uh, thank you, Brian. Uh, oh, by the way, we will be at some type of different time next week. Uh, I found okay. out last. I just found out I'm going to be traveling uh, across the country for work. Um, so stay tuned to our Twitter at infection cast for an update on next week's timing. It'll probably be Wednesday, but I'm not sure yet. So we'll figure that out. We'll get you the information and we'll, uh, we'll be back next week, but not, not at our normal time. So stay tuned to our Twitter and discord for all that. Yep. Alrighty. Very thank good. you, Brian. I'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm. See ya. All right. Game of the week. Rum Royale. Join us 8 p.m. Eastern in our discord. It's uh, infectionpodcast.com. Click the big green discord button and you can uh, jump in there. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. If you want to see my antics on there. And of course, missed any portion of the show. You can check out our show notes. It's infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. See you next time.